everyone, and welcome back to episode number 63 of the Couch on Ice podcast. Uh, lots of stuff actually happening. We got some games to talk about. We got uh, oh so massive trade with Pittsburgh. Uh, some more trade talk later on about the deadline. Uh, but before we get the first into, domino to fall, <laughs> the first domino to fall. Yeah, uh, we got some GM talk too. Um, I got a little bit more Oilers talk. I know that's what everyone's talking about, but I we kind of have to bring up Tippett and Koskinen a little bit. Um, but before we get into all the hockey news, let's introduce the boys. I'll throw it over. You just heard Chase, but I'll throw it over to Jordan. What have you been up to, Jordan? Uh, uh, not too much. I've just been kind of relaxing. Kicking back, having a blast. Yep. yep. Can't complain. Holidays what? are over. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. No priorities or anything. And oh, yep. still trying to plan a Christmas with some of my family. It's just not happening because we're all not on the same page, which is always <laughs> how it is. It's like, oh, well, this weekend's too cold. Let's not do it this weekend. It's like, okay, well. I don't think it's gonna get too much warmer, <laughs> but yeah. to each their own, I guess. It makes sense. It was it. Oh my god, dude, it is fucking cold here. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm so jealous yeah. of you right now, Jordan. Like, it, I'm every time I look outside, I want to bitch slap you for being how cold it is here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm so jealous. Plus three at the moment, supposed to go to plus ten today. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's all I gotta say. Not like, too shabby, dude. It was it's so cold here. That justice came in to park, and I had to come help him dig him out to move his car two feet forward into his damn parking spot. That's hilarious. That's, That's how much brutal. snow we've had. There was so much snow in Martinsville. I don't know if it's this bad for, like, 10 minutes south there, Chase, for you, but in Martinsville, people's lawns have snow so high, they're as high as their vehicle and their lifted trucks. Like, that's how much snow we got in Martinsville. It's awful we must have actual good snow yeah we oh we got pretty decent snow removal plus like well everyone here is like up at like oh gotta do 5 a.m clean my driveway 6 a.m crossfit so nice (laughs) we joke around that we kind of moved into a cult because everyone here is like the same and nice like the same type of people like we're a (laughs) we're a young family that loves crossfit and we say thank you after everything. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> nice. like the most Canadian cult you can ever imagine. Like if you nice. throw if you threw in like a ton of beer in it, it is the most Canadian cult I've ever witnessed in my life. Like, oh sorry there, bud. I'll give you a free brewski. Is how it feels. <laughs> so yeah, no. That's why there's like so much fucking snow, good snow removal, because everyone's out at five AM doing it. So like crazy people. That's what you need. Went on a little bit of a random Martinsville, but what about you, Chase? What did you get up to? Did you have to shovel snow at 5 a.m.? Um, well, I had to shovel snow because it was, it was just so much snow. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I didn't want to, but it was cold. <laughs> it so cold. Yeah, man. Just uh, looking at the temperature thing, minus 37, it was just, holy shit. Like, just nice. like two or three degrees away from feeling like minus 50. Like That's ridiculous. That's, mm-hmm. that's hell. That's hell. <laughs> it's not bad when you're like, like in all reality, yeah, you can go do stuff, but you can't really do anything for very long when you're True. like bundled up and all this Not like we were really allowed to do stuff anyways, even if it was yeah, nice, was, so. Yeah, it was like five minutes in the shuffling and my fingers were already cold. Yeah. So like I, 
I had frostbite on my finger. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, so man, I've been out here for like ten minutes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Barely been outside. I just opened my door. Like, why my fingers freezing off? Yeah, it's awful. So, Jordan, you're the fucking lucky one. When are you coming? When do you come back to Saskatchewan? Uh, February, early February. Early February. Oh, so you're pretty much gonna miss all of it, anyways. <laughs> like, oh, you might get the tail end of a crappy winter. Oh, lucky bastard. <laughs> well, boys, should we jump into some hockey? Yeah. And not cold-ass winter. That's going to last for far too long. Um, mm. Cool. Let's let's talk about some games. Um, do you guys have any games you want to start off with? Jordan, I'll throw it to you first. Did you have any games the past few days you watched to bring up? There was one. What do you got for us? I thoroughly enjoyed actually the anaheim and the philly flyers game troy terry just dynamite troy terry scary (laughs) terry was that's yeah that's a fucking name for him holy this kid is ridiculous yeah go on and look very good as well he's been (sighs) he's been sharp since his return of i i have not seen him uncalm like no. I, th- this year like he looks dialed yeah if he does. yeah he he hadn't he was dialed in this game yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the third he was locked down yeah he, this team isn't where it is even close without john gibson like mm-hmm. i think we kind of forgot about him for a couple of years there because he was constantly injured anaheim was not good enough even with an elite goaltender to really make any noise. It was just kind of swept under the rug, it seemed. But for, it makes you remember before when the tail end of the Ducks, how good Gibson was when he came in after they traded away Anderson and Jonas Hiller wasn't there anymore. Like They went through a couple of really solid goaltenders, and he's been there through thick and we know thin. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm happy uh, they never traded him randomly. Yeah, you know, like, I and I wondered I that several years there. The last, I guess it was the last couple of years. Like, oh, feel bad for this guy. Get him out of there. And like, geez, like I get it for guys him, like though. guys not like 34. Like, no, come on. but there is as a goalie, it's not fun to lose because people don't look at you the same. How many goalies probably don't? They're just saying that because they're mad. Probably oh, yeah. fans don't have a goalie. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, but like we know sports and the world is run by dumb media. <laughs> like the dumb media stories out there with Gibson, like clearly wasn't oh, yeah, the right move and we're seeing it today, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But Jordan, it's actually amazing how much people just kind of push things like that. They're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, let's prod this and see if we can make it happen. <laughs> I, I mean, we're guilty for it too, just trying to create sure. an interesting for talking sure. point. Like, that's just what you do in yeah. media, and then you criticize people who are like, oh, that was a hot take. What an idiot. Like, yeah, it was kind mm. of a hot take. So, <laughs> the idea. I know it was Indeed. dumb, but that oh, if it happened, you look like a genius. So. Uh, sorry, yep. Jordan. A go genie in a bottle. <laughs> a genie in a bottle. But Jordan, go back on Anaheim, Philly. Um, no, I mean, I, I just came to the conclusion that Terry <laughs> is the Costco version of McDavid. The Costco McDavid. Costco McDavid. Wow, that's a comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's uh, 
Troy Terry's <sighs> fucking unbelievable. He just man. looks so good on this team. He looks right? so good. He looks better than Zegris right now. Like, yeah. like this year, he's looked better than Zegris. And, and we've been raving about Zegris all year. Everyone has. Like, I've, I think I've said it. There's a couple guys this year that just stepped up and really became stars in the league. Troy Terry, Jordan Cairo, who I'll get into in a bit too. But, like, yeah, just super, super impressed with this guy. And uh, what did you think of their defense, Jordan Anaheim? Just always in the rush, just constantly skating, hey? It, it's exciting to watch. They're a very exciting team to watch. And it's just the fast pace they play at is it's eye-catching like if yeah. if you've never really been into hockey and can't find a team that you're into and you want to give it another go <clears throat> and don't have like a true favorite team anaheim anaheim yeah. is a team you go watch because you're always going to be enjoyed watching them while this at least if they don't make a coaching change where they go to a defensive mind coach but currently this is an exciting yeah, team to watch right they're young They've got all the right pieces in all the right places. So Yeah, and their young guys are showing out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's kind of flip tides to the other team there, and why don't you give us a little take on Philly's game? Um, I didn't see much. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's really the story like it, of their it, season, man. It was a bad game. It wasn't awful. Like It wasn't like a blowout or anything. Although the score could tell you otherwise. Um but it wasn't a good game from no, Philadelphia. For sure. How was uh how was Carter Hart in the game? Okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah I mean okay. like I, I don't really blame him anymore. Like last year he was bad. Yeah, I think we can all was... sit here and agree that like Carter Hart was probably the worst starting goal in the NHL last year. Um, which yeah. happens. Everyone has a bad year. Yeah, or Bobrov. <laughs> yeah, or uh, Martin Jones at San Jose was real bad <laughs> yeah. too. Um, but no, anyways. He, but this year he's been great. He's been very yeah. good. Um, been a lot better. He's a starting goalie, that's for sure. But this team just, oh, they look like, washed. They look lost too. Washed, lost. Like I'll name it, any word. Uh. Chase, what do you got on Philly as well? Can you kind of give us more of a oh, breakdown? Oh, man, I can't wait to see these guys just fall apart. Like, a, oh, it's great. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. So, I do, too, so being a Pens fan. <laughs> like, I so, am just – Love. I've just been waiting for years for one of these Metro teams to fall off. So I didn't nice think it would be see. Philly because Philly was on the up and the other teams were on the down, like Washington, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. like – well, mm-hmm. I would like this is this teams is one of those teams that almost got me. I I almost put them first. In, I almost believe uh, the Metro because just the moves it seemed like it would work so well. Like this team's so good. When on going, paper, like, there's no beating this team. On paper, I don't see a hole on this team. I, I honestly, exactly. I look at Chuck Fletcher and I'm like, I don't really think you fucked up. Every move yeah, he no, made really. made sense. The Risto move was a reach, and that was more of a test to how bad they played last year, I think, rather than yeah. just trying to upgrade yeah. the team. I think it was a panic buy, yeah. and But oh that's boy. been the problem with that team, is that like they seem to do that extra thing that just doesn't seem to work out. Or um, there is always that one thing that's just never there. Yeah. So you're either not pushing, like, you're a super good team all regular season, get to the playoffs, lose out. And 
Now I have uh, don't have that extra thing to push you out, or the next year that thing just isn't even there at all, and you can't even make the playoffs. Like it's like a weird curse or something like that. But I I I have a question. This this trend finally stopped for this team. Like this whole flipping back and forth. Absolutely, this is dumb. It was ridiculous. Happy that they're gonna loot, miss the playoffs for once. And in all reality, over the years that are going on. Um, anybody can make the playoffs. I fully, fully yeah. agree with that because of what's been going on, the breaks that are needed, the amount of games we're going to have to play, the amount of cases that go on when we play. Who even you're missing? Who you're playing? Guys. You may be playing in the like, AHL man, goalie. Like that, it's so say, uncertain. To say any team can't win their last like ten games or something or, like that straight or fifteen, like it's not out of the question. No. Or, be really insanely good for 20 games like it's not out of the question in a year like this like the way this is going <laughs> yeah no no kidding i, I agree surprised about anything but yeah definitely surprised how bad they're how bad they are at the moment like you're like you guys are saying they're not playing terrible like they don't they're not just going on the ice and they're just like we're gonna lose this game they look they're, a little unmotivated um they look a little unmotivated i yeah, i have a question and this is a question this isn't like a theory this isn't backed up by anything other than what i'm seeing on the ice does this team need a leadership change because they have a good enough team and we say motivation there's two things that can change motivation in players and it's leadership change or coaching change well they've already made the coaching change and things haven't really gotten better is is it time to move off of like literally move on from Giroux and give a new letter out? Like I don't know is is that what's needed? Yeah, a maybe. new captain? I know that's awesome, drastic, man. but well, no, you're not wrong though, right? Like they're, yeah, they're, they're kind of in no man's the land. Leadership and the mood. Yeah, like yeah, no, I totally great agree example. With that. Look at Vancouver. Vancouver were yep. not happy. They changed their coach. And now look how happy they are. Absolutely. that's But that's also kind of what scares me is Vancouver is, yeah, there's a success story there. And that's awesome for Vancouver. Yeah, but that, you are not point. Vancouver. Vancouver had real expectations this year. Philly had flip-flop expectations. Like half people said they were going to be good. The other half said they were going to be garbage. Right? Like there wasn't many Vancouver people out there or people in hockey that looked at Vancouver and said, know what they're a bottom 10 team i don't think one person said that in the media so i think it's just a different scenario again another team i think i brought it up last podcast i don't know what to do with this team chuck fletcher is in a world of hell because he's done everything right but it's not working yeah hey um it's pretty it's pretty wild i fully agree with you man like i think they do need a uh, a little change because it's been it's been a long time I'm kind of think of with like uh some of these guys the, been here for the rangers there they had a lot of guys that were there for a while and they just kind of never pushed them over the edge at least they had playoffs every year right but uh these guys are not there so like obviously this isn't working you know like you're not yeah even, like it's... those guys aren't the foundation enough to keep you in the hunt all the time or i guess maybe they are only that right and you're yeah it seems like guys like Fairby were needed 
years ago when he showed up and like yes, that sort of stuff either, hey dude. so yeah i agree with that um i, I love, love joel prospects pool and stuff like i would not do too guys. much crazy stuff like like i said we've talked about this before i'd be trading Giroux and risto get his whatever first round pick he can get, get something year. back for jvr hang I out, do man. That don't worry about free agency free agency is mm-hmm. only gonna screw you like these young guys are gonna help you when forrester and ratcliffe and um there are several and morgan frost and these guys really start making impacts um that that's that's going to change the team yeah i that's don't what you wait I, for i I'm don't sorry, think it's their forward group years. that needs work though at all like i don't think no, like you, you get picks what you can to fix that guys. d forever that d like, needs work in big ways like i think you yeah, prioritize maybe. that defense in every facet whether it's you looking for yeah, uh, the same trades, draft picks, like focusing draft picks. I'm not saying like, oh, it's the fourth round. We don't have a D-man. We should take a shot on d Like, no, whatever first round pick you can get this year, you spend it on the best available D-man. Um, if you have to trade down, you trade down and get the best D-man at a better cost. Like, that's where mm-hmm. I lead this team. But yeah, that's not a bad idea, exactly. They Try need to get an actual highly touted... Uh... D-man ideally and the way they're right-handed going, probably too. they're probably getting into that scenario with um where well, they're gonna land here and like i kind of feel the same way with the defense too like cam york's there wait for him yep. see if this guy can make an impact for you and exactly trade your guys away do you honestly as know what as they should do because there's no point of keeping these guys it's just do you want to write the season yeah. off or not you get what um, you can guess... for Risto and for Giroux, and I say you try and snag a top 10, top 15 pick, and whoever's available at the best chance, you take Namek or Jurkic. Jurkic. Those are two right-handed, highly-touted defensemen in the NHL that you put your basket all your eggs in that in one exactly. of those guys for this year. Yeah, you trade If you're only getting two seconds from Giroux and Risto, which I don't think is the case, but let's just hypothetically say you only get two. If you have to package your own second with it to get a first-round pick in the top ten, you do it. Like, you need a direction with this team. You cannot be mediocre, or else you're going to be the 2000s Montreal Canadiens. Always in the playoffs, but don't fucking do anything, because all they have is carry price. And I'm scared. Philly's heading that direction with Carter Hart couple of years so yeah. i say you, you dive into the draft and do a small retool see see what these young guys can do in another year like chase said there yeah, exactly like don't jump the gun here like no. risto was definitely gotta go trade. but like you just just realize that was not a great trade and kind of just move on and learn from that don't don't do that again if that's not a lesson to just not do that again for the next couple of years then yeah, I'll and I'll I'll back <laughs> up. I will still back up Chuck Fletcher for what he did because at the time it made complete sense. You go for broke. His job's on the line. Um especially yeah, no now. Doubt, okay. You you go for broke to keep your job. Like I don't it was the wrong decision, but what GM makes 100% of the right decisions. So I don't want to give him like too much slack because it wasn't like <laughs> we need a right-handed top 4 D-man. Let's get Ryan Reeves. <laughs> like it's okay, New York. I mean, I guess it's working, but like it it's you just don't do that. At least he upgraded to position a need. It just didn't work. And maybe it's 
I also wonder if Mike Yo is an NHL coach. Honestly, I don't really. Yeah, I'm not a huge. Fan I'm not the biggest. I think Yo he's. Man. Know what though? I think he's an awesome assistant coach. I think he could be an awesome assistant coach in the right place. Um, but I just don't know if he's a head coach, frankly. But yeah. Um, are we good to move off of Philly? I think we've talked yeah, about them probably. enough to satisfy their fans. Uh, Chase, do you have any games you'd like to talk about from the past two days here? Oh, geez. Uh, mention the wings, lighten up the sharks. Yeah, you want to talk about the uh, shorthandedness of Bertuzzi and such? Or... Oh, yeah, right. That was, that was, that was pretty, pretty epic. That was pretty epic. That was pretty cool. It's kind of funny because... Can, uh, can we also talk about... Sorry to cut you off here, but we'll also have to bring up how James Reimer, since play has resumed, has been the worst goalie in the NHL. <laughs> so, but anyways, go on with the wins. Really? I wow. think so, because in every game I've watched him in, he's let in at least a goal or two that you're like, oh, James. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I'm not... I don't want to harp on too bad, but like... Since we've come back, he's let in a lot of goals. Uh, halfway through that game, I was like, so probably should have played that Sasha. Yeah, man. I thought they were going to. I thought how he played against Pittsburgh, you should have played him. I, I thought they were. I, I would have played him. Were. You're San Jose. You got no direction. You're not going to be a playoff team. Give the kid a chance who's hot. Give the hot yeah. club a chance. Like, you Might never well. know. You, they don't know who their goalie of the future is. Like, Bennington came out of nowhere for St. Louis. Why can't that happen with Sachenko? Yeah, so, no doubt. No but doubt, doubt, anyways, no uh, kind of cutting you off there on Tangent San Jose, which we'll we'll flip back to San Jose. Why don't you give us your Red Wings uh, preview of the game and any highlights, lowlights, whatever the case is. Chase. Well, we scored two short-handed goals. So In the same cool. PK too, hey. Eh? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The same PK. It was like 16, 17 seconds apart or something like that. It was like the first PK goal we've scored in like a hundred games or something, That's something like that. <laughs> you didn't score a PK like, goal all fuck? last year. Well, it doesn't even make any sense. Well, I guess like two fifty. Years, yeah, like past two, two like years, game, two half years. Almost. Yeah, that's insane. So like a year last year, and then like a little bit of last. Year, I forgot how bad the wings were already. <laughs> yeah, man, like those two years, like we were like crazy. Like bad two, guys. three years, like, you guys were like the worst. Like that team. one year, we let in like the most goals I've ever seen. It was like <laughs> almost 300 goals in that year. And yeah. the next year, we I don't think we scored any goals. I think that was the thing. Yeah. We like literally didn't score any. Just bu- just brutal. Like we were so brutal. But so... that's what you got to do be brutal for a couple of years. Shake it off, you know? Guys yeah. love and life Everybody now. Everybody has to go through it. I'll yeah. actually give you guys a little uh, sneak peek into my future watch since it kind of comes up with the San Jose team because the fall of this San Jose team has begun. Like, <laughs> yep. they're going to fall off a cliff. Um, all of a sudden, those a defense, three eh? uh, defensemen are yeah. just absolutely useless. They didn't even play pickles, dog. Like, they're scratching the guy now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All I know is... When I realized that uh, after we scored those two PK goals, that they were on the PK, that's when I realized. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. This isn't good. That's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. If you can't even tell your team is on the PK because the other team's so bad on power play. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't intently watching the game because but... it's 
Yeah, no, it was there. It yeah. Was, but, oh, but I, like, yeah, hey, I had to game. intensely watch the game when we played them because I was constantly <laughs> celebrating after two minutes of scoring. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That was a pretty wild game. Uh, the only other thing is there's a little taste of that Lucas Raymond nastiness. Do you see that tip between the legs to send Larkin yeah, I skating did. at 90 I, miles an hour? Man, those... those Raymond is something else, and he's pulled something out of Larkin that I don't... that people wondered if we'd ever see. I know, hey, he's like there. He actually is right that good. Now. Like, I don't... I don't know how Wings fans can come out now and say, oh, I he's wonder if we should trade Larkin. He's, he's a, a first-line center, dog. He, he is a first-line center if he has elite what? wingers, and he has elite wingers. Yeah. Like, yeah. he has – Bertuzzi, I think, is probably the best F1 in the mm-hmm. NHL. I don't mm-hmm. – maybe there's a couple other guys. Like, I mean, Jordan's sitting there saying, what the fuck with Tom Wilson. Um, so that's yeah, no, very fair argument. Top five. But at times, yeah. At, he, like, I, high like, end. He, I don't know. This year, I have not seen him really slow down that much at all. Yeah, there's, it hasn't been too much, but there was a couple week period for sure that I remember he didn't do like Absolutely, anything, but, but I remember a, a week period this year where Sidney Crosby was pretty dog shit too. Yeah. So like it happens with everyone. I love Tyler Bertuzzi. I think he's the perfect blend to a line that you need you always need one of those that type of guy on your first line and yeah buddy oh it's just i love that line and that line uh, is making like 12 million dollars for a top line (laughs) like that so far for the next two years at least Yeah, no, I truly actually do believe now that uh, Larkin is a first-line center on a Stanley Cup winning team, but we may need... like If you have a great 2C, yeah, yeah, you definitely need a really good 2C. He's not going to carry you, but he's definitely, definitely very good. Um, (laughs) Is there anyone else on your wings that you're looking at, like, what a game he had? Is there a lot more promise? Old Pius, Pius was having a great game. Got a couple goals. I mean, Bertuzzi got yep. two goals. So yeah, Pius. So that was old Pius. 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 I love Pius Suter. What do you think of like that signing was perfect? And we talked about how perfect it was in the off season. But like, yeah, man. Hey, yeah. No, it was. Why perfect. did Chicago give him up? That's like, like him, I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Chicago's yeah, like, bad, and they can't afford a $3.2 million player. Yeah, especially when it came to uh, the actual start of the season, and they were already like, yeah, we don't really um, play Strom. Yeah, why so, didn't like, you trade like, Strom? Get something for Strom, yeah. sign Suter. That simple. I don't get it. Whatever. I mean, Wings fans are just sitting there laughing for how many years you'll have him. Uh, I wonder if he's going to yep. be like your guy's long-term third C. Or third, I wonder third, if... or like maybe sixth forward on the left wing, maybe drive a really strong third line. Like if you can, if Valeno can really step up and be a second line center that you guys kind of hope, that would go a very long way for your forward group. Yeah, no, very long uh, way. I, yeah, I, I just don't know about his future. Like I like yeah. him. I do think he'll be a third line. That's center, why I said I just if don't know he, where he's, if he sticks. Where is he gonna be? Yeah, like. 
He might want a lot of money. It's tough to stick on this team, man. It really is. Like, yeah, it is. There, there's probably three or there's probably what four forwards, five forwards that are not like guaranteed, but definitely have a very high chance of staying on this team for a while. And that's about it. Yeah, four or five players. That's your top line. Adding like Adam Ernie in there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm adding Ernie and Valeno or something, or like maybe Zadina. You could argue, but I don't. I wonder if you trade him. I wonder if you get something big for him. Yeah, Eiserman could flip him very easily. Yeah, there was an article or something shit about uh, all the disappointment in Zadina, and like he's in the dog. I'm not like I'm not like disappointed. Disappointed. He's in the doghouse right now, and yeah, yeah, with our team, like he's got to step her up. He's not not being enough. I agree with that for sure. I still see it. He's 22 years old. Like people need to cool it. Like look how many guys that are just turning 23 to 24. Who are finally just coming in and do- being awesome? Yeah, like it, it sometimes yeah. takes no, a minute. I always thought it was unfair that they just basically threw him on the second line and said, "Do yeah, stuff, just figure it out, score." Like, yeah, we're not. We we're need, not going to play. We're the worst scoring team. We're the worst scoring team in the NHL. Score goals. So yeah, fucking figure it out. Man, I just, I just didn't like that the whole time. I mean, I, I didn't like the- why he's not. I didn't love the idea of the pick at the time anyways, picking a winger. Yeah, didn't we take him instead of, like, Hughes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hughes like, was wow. right after, and Hughes made a lot of sense because he's a Michigan boy. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. right in your back par- backyard, like, you should... That should be your player if you have a pick before he gets picked, frankly. Yeah. Um, I understand, like... Hughes, like, it's not like any of yeah. them are... Just a but straight I, offensive player. Or we like haven't seen a, a certain style. Like, ooh, true. you guys don't fit our style. We like, didn't no, see like, a Hughes play yet, though. Style. Yeah, that's the only argument I'll say is like we haven't, we hadn't seen a, a Hughes play real hockey yet because Quinn's the mm. oldest. So yeah, true that's, that's 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 I understand the skepticism, but I was all in on Quinn Hughes for Detroit when it yeah, happened. Was, so. Yeah. But oh well, it was because Zadina fell down, and in all yeah. reality, you take goal scoring in this league. Absolutely, Somebody's possibly projected to take to score your goals. Yeah, I just always looked at Zadina, and I just I, I always wondered like he was kind of a late bloomer in junior a little bit. Like, is he? I've never been confident in him being a first line forty no. goal scorer. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and that's what people were listing him as, and I think a top two D man's more valuable to you than a second line, 20 goal score. Like 100% go ahead and say that about him, but say he can be at yeah. his best at his yeah. absolute best. But so can how many other points Joe Valeno, <laughs> yeah. Joe Valeno so at his I, very man. best can so be can a first line center in this league. Like yeah. he's not yeah, projected exactly. to be that, but at his best, we've seen his talent. He can be that like, Larkin, yeah, same guy. How how long have we been saying he's a second line center? He's proving right now he's capable of being a first line center. Like, mm-hmm. obviously he's capable, but if you don't surround him with anything but shit, like, yeah, and just um, expect him to do everything, I don't know. Another guy, guy I like Michael. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. yeah, no doubt. Even Michael. Another wasn't guy I want to bring up is uh, Mister Rowney. Thank you uh, for the Penguins giving up on him or not. Not giving him a contract. Buggy's a beauty. He's love having just oh, a random right handed guy. <laughs> like they just threw him on the uh 
they just threw him on like some of these lines. Like he was playing with Suter and Fabry, I think. Like they're just kind of swapped him on every once in a while. They like to screw with lines a lot. Yeah. You um, know what though? Uh, when we got rid of him, he was a minus thirteen playing in our fourth line. So I'm very content that we got rid of Carter. <laughs> Yeah, but no, continue. Um, I know you're he definitely joking. doesn't make waves or anything like no, that. God, no, God, no. He's he's decent. Um, he's a, yeah, no, I just like how he plays. He's, he plays with Red Wing. He's a he's a Red Wing in a sense, just how he plays. Him. Right. It's it's cool to see. Um, and also the fact that like Blashill's not scared to if a guy's playing a good game, he'll put you on a line. You know, like, right? And he actually did some things at school. That I think that's why he's still there. Honestly. Like I don't think yeah. Blash Shill's a coach for the Red Wings if he's not there just to play guys who are playing good. Like yeah, exactly. you just gotta exactly. be just visualize who. Yeah, I know people were ripping on him last year for a lot of stuff, and it's just I like, well, what do you want bit. me to do? Give this guy a give this guy a chance? It's like, well, he's had all these chances. He's done absolutely nothing yeah. with him. So like, what's the point of like? It's oh, hard yeah, to blame. It's hard to blame Blash Hill, but we all know he's not going to last because he's the buffer coach. We all know he's the buffer coach from the rebuild to try yeah. and transition them into a real team. And then yeah, there's going to exactly. be another guy yeah. who gets them over the edge of being a competitive playoff team. Right? Yeah, like he's probably not the Stanley Cup winning no. coach. Kind of like what's going on in Edmonton. Hey, like the, the transition of they need a coach that, you know, helps yeah, the team we're gonna, get going. And be we'll good, get into you know? Tippett and the Oilers um, in a bit here. But yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a good comparison. I, I don't think he was hired and brought there to win them a Stanley Cup. Absolutely and I don't not. believe uh, Black Hills. Exactly he's there to weather the storm. To do it. But yeah, yeah, he's there to weather the storm and work with the young guys. Try and figure out for your team who you can build around, what you yeah. need. Um, to yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with an actual team because yeah. he didn't deal with actual teams that well. I thought we could have been better when we started falling off there right. at times, and I didn't really like how uh, he. I don't know if it was just him, but it could have been just the demise and the fall of the Red Wings, but. For yeah, I sure. know. Loving this team. I really almost don't want to get rid of Nemestikov now. I, don't, <laughs> I want him to stay around, but I'm, I'm yeah, really he's pretty to awesome. Eiserman uh, does with this team in the next couple of years. Like, is he going to actually like make He'll any patient. big splashes? He'll be patient. Gonna, you know, Eiserman. He's going to draft someone in like the third round that becomes a second line elite player. If not later, if not if not later, better than that. Like something crazy is gonna happen. You guys have probably drafted him. Know who I think it might be is Jonathan Bergen. I I love yeah, Jonathan Bergen. Round. What oh, what man. if he just we comes so in next year? Yeah, so many random. Yeah, like I love your guys' depth drafting, and that's mm. what Eiserman's known for. And I know it's been debunked a little with looking at Santa at uh, Tampa's draft picks, and they've definitely missed on more than they have. But he's hit also on more than most GMs, so I don't know what the argument against yeah. it is. So no, I I think he'll be patient. He'll draft someone. They'll just be like, oh yeah, I guess this guy's a second line center, just like how today we're like, oh I guess Larkin is a could be a first line center. Like it's just yeah, exactly. miracle happen. Cider and yeah. Edvinson will be the best D pairing known to man, and then you'll win. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah, right. exactly. Hey. 
Um, I'm just, I'm wondering if we're going to just be able to grow and continue to grow or if we're going to have to like hang out, our team will get kind of too good or too non-cap compliant and then we kind of have to do a little screwing around. You'll have to do that eventually, but every team kind of does. we'll be able to be good. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. You might be good before. Can he create it so we don't have to go through that couple years of fumbling with your roster to make it kind of cap compliant? So then you can definitely push for that Stanley Cup chance for the next yeah. several years or whatever. Hey, once the young like guys take full positions that? So on the team, cool if we just hang out, piss around for the next couple years, and then we're just super good and set up for the future, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's every team, every guy's dream. It's possible. Every fan's dream is to be bad for three, four years, get high draft picks, hit on every single one of those first round draft picks. Yeah, definitely. But I'm down Yeah, I think there's I think there's a real chance the wings can actually Oh, I'm not disagreeing everybody off, but like I honestly think there's a good chance we could Arizona can hit four in a row and people will be pissed off. Like people are gonna be pissed off because it's not their team. Uh, like uh, fuck them, frankly. Um, so so I agree, they're gonna be good. Come up, man. It's all about when contracts come up and yeah. Eiserman doesn't pay timely. people longer than three years, anyways. So why no need to worry about cap? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's what like there might be a few guys be great mm-hmm. as we as, as we get better instead of being like oh, we're gonna have to get rid of this guy because of cap issues or something like that. Like we should. For sure. I wish we. Uh, it'd be nice to make those moves before it's an it's a cap issue. You know. No, absolutely. That's always the smart. No, what though? Whatever. I'll say to you: you are the last fan, being a Detroit Red Wings fan, who has to worry about that in the world. While Steve Eisman's your GM, you have the best GM in hockey. Like, it, there's no two which ways about it. Steve Eisman is the best GM in hockey currently. Yeah, what an ass! Uh, why not being our GM for the last like, 10 years? <laughs> like, what a dick! Yeah, um, <laughs> like no, I think it just you just gotta believe in the system. Like you know, he's gonna do it right. He's gonna fumble the ball, but what great quarterback doesn't fumble it once or twice or inter- throw an interception? Right, like shit happens. And but all in all, you're gonna be a very competitive team very soon for many years to come, even if you fuck up the next two years. So, um, let's move from a team that is more certain about their future to a team that is uncertain and flip sides to the San Jose Sharks quickly. I know I kind of talked about them last episode, uh, being that I watched the Penguins game they played, but let's, let's dive back into them for another minute or two here. And Chase, what did you see that was other than the glaringly painful expensive decor they got is there anything else is there any saving graces with this San Jose team that you're like know what at least they got this dude Timo Meyer has a 22 assist like they got his 22 assists that's this crazy. Guy's awesome like he, he never talks, he never has any assists underrated wow he's over a because... point per game yeah, dude, I had like, no this idea. Guy's epic as fucking shit. I, I, Zero like, clue. Nobody talks about him. I, I just don't understand. Like people are discounting this team simply just because they had only Hurdle. Like, what, what do you mean they only have? Oh Hurdle? no, like, Hurdle's just their best player. Like that's yeah, just exactly because of exactly. and because Hurdle's no, a center I, that helps too. Yeah, exactly. And, and scores. Yeah, no, Meyer is like just as important as Hurdle is. I he think just, he's leading the team in scoring. Like 
Yeah, Hurdle's yeah. A, I, I think Hurdle has 16 goals. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, he's leading yeah, the team good. in scoring, Meyer. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, Logan Couture. surprise me. And, and casually, Logan Couture <laughs> is 29 points in 32 games. Like, yeah, man. He's really yeah, no, good, too. I'm. I, like I said at the start of the year, like I was just, I got went on a rant and just got mad at this team. Like, why are you guys so shitty? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have these four guys at the top of your five guys, I guess. Like, it's because they're the all in their mid thirties. <laughs> the best power play, you know. Like, this is not. Yeah. Like the game's not that fucking different or something, or you're not that slow or whatever. Like, you can still get something done here. Like, no, it's it's this he, defense. A, this defense is it, so so bad. Yeah, exactly. I love their forward group because everything's yeah. working well. The transition is decent there. I mean, it's just, Barabanov I it's is at over really a half a point. In their goaltending. Yeah, like, like Bar- Barabanov's on a has nineteen points on this team is in mm-hmm. twenty nine games. Like yeah, that's not an everyday right behind them. Like yeah, those like, are two guys, I really thought we're gonna make an impact, and they are cogs, cogs on yeah, this team. Love. You always forget he's on this team. I think he's yeah, so awesome. It's so, so funny seeing Cogs. I thought he was just retired. Yeah, no. Well, he got... I always forget about him. His contract got, like, terminated or something like that. Or, like, he left as a free free agent or something like that from Dallas recently. And they sent him on waivers and something happened. But, like, yeah, no. This yeah. this forward group, like you said, it's very good. They got a nice blend of youth, uh, guys at the right age, and then veterans. Yeah. But this defense... In their own end, is 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 this top oh. three worst defense in the NHL? I mean, it's gotta be. It has to be, you'd think, right? Like Arizona's, it's probably number it's one, in, but it's like probably in the top two, 10, three, Ottawa, probably in the top ten, and then their goaltending's not also in that top ten of not yeah. greatness, and that's what makes it look no like it's, it's crazy rhymer was okay you could be right man yeah it could be and i wish it wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about that the craziest thing rough. is rhymer was are... really good to start the season and it's just been the past couple like since we kind of took a break for christmas and came back he has been like the worst goalie in the nhl like i have not seen a game where james rhymer has not let in at least a bad goal or two since play has started back up. And I'm not going to sit here and like, oh, James Reimer's a terrible goalie. Take him out of the NHL. Uh, he's having a bad couple of weeks. But that doesn't help when you have an already bad defensive-minded defense. So, mm-hmm. like, when Samak yeah, no, is I, your I, shutdown I guy, oof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, yeah, I got really not much else on. It is not there. It is not there. I hate to say it again, but I just didn't understand. Whoever was getting this guy was not. No, it's like, you do, though. Team, like, you had Pickles and Burns signed for, like, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, what's that another contract exactly? Carlson, like this, except yeah. worse. Like, it just, it, I don't understand. It never made sense, absolutely. Uh, what I will say though with the San Jose team is maybe they can do exactly what you want your team to do, Chase. What if they just chill for a couple of years and they're just like a bottom ten team for like two three years, then yeah. they start getting really bad, start trading away and be like bottom three, bottom five, and then after that maybe they can build team. By then Eklund maybe is like twenty three, twenty four, and is yeah. lighting up the NHL. You got another young rookie coming up. Whoever you draft yeah, look at in this 24, team like, 25. Uh, 
let's look at this team like the Flyers. I like I like thinking about it like that. Trade Couture. He's sorry. He's thirty. 32 like I oh guess. i don't know how you do that is you, 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 you trade him and you you hope or you obviously got to make sure hurdle and meyer want to stick around but i trade, trade hurdle and in the next four years like this team's gonna be super good again because honestly really, like, i be. i trade i don't know hurdle? 32 coaches that's not bad man i thought he was like a little older than do you know how long his contract bad, is see that's the issue hey it's still 26 27 like yeah. that's five more seasons after this i don't i if i'm unless you can find another idiot like the sharks were like nobody takes that contract in my eyes yeah. like i never i don't care what team i'm at arizona might take them because they might need somebody to pay if <laughs> if gonna have 900 entry-level contracts if san jose <laughs> retained two million dollars a million million and a half around that I would consider it not for eight million yeah, for no, this. They're they so have to. The they're stuck like with they the team. Know what you do, and I, I don't love doing this, but it just it kind of makes sense with where you are. I think you trade Hurdle. It, in no scenario do I see the San Jose Sharks being good while Hurdle is still good for the rest of his career. I, I don't see a timeline where they're a playoff team. Peak. That's good. Yeah, I, I really don't, and that is yeah. what makes it hurt to trade hurdle it's because he is a perfect shark i love hurdle as a shark he wants clearly might want to be there and like that's cool but that's 20 you goals. can get like two first round picks you can get a, at least a first round pick and a second <laughs> oh, probably dude, okay. like, like you can yeah, really easy. clean house with a hurdle trade and jump start your rebuild and what better time to do it when shane wright and bedard are coming or sorry, Bedard and Michkov are coming up in the next draft, in the draft after this. Like, and if you can mm-hmm. somehow get sh- a good player, like the top fifteen in this year's draft is awesome. Like everyone, yeah. like nobody knows who to pick from after pick. Like I'm pretty sure it's after pick like three or four to like fifteen. It's anyone's game. Anyone can be picked. So. That's where I think with San Jose, I think you kind of just like chill. Trade away who's necessary. Um, Meyer, I'd keep. He's at he's twenty five. I think they'll be good enough in a short enough time period that he will still be a very good top six forward and can help them win in the future. But Hurdle <laughs> just doesn't fit that timeline yet. And Couture makes sense. I like the idea of trading Couture. I like the idea of trading every one of their bad con their top four bad contracts, as does most mm-hmm. people. But yeah, yeah. Like Don't see saying, it happening right now. If you can right sneak now. that trade, yeah. If you can sneak one, out with all these other super bad contracts, it would be cool if you could snag one trade. Or if I know this is awful, say I don't mean it. And it's just what what helps San Jose is Vlasic gets an injury that is unable to come back from NHL level, and his money can be just dead cap, pretty much, or like sweat, like LTIR cap. Um, that would be the best mm-hmm. thing that could happen to San Jose in the next couple of years is Vlasic just decides or gets hurt and doesn't retire to benefit the team. Yeah. Hey. Right. Just hurt enough that he's on LTR like Shea Weber will be until he's officially retired. 
So no doubt. No, um, that would be kind of nice for them. That's my only direction and all I got for San Jose, though. Yeah, it is, it is their saving grace is something like that happening. It, yep, something like that or just a trade. If you can get any of those away, then you can sit back on a nice comfy chair and know that you did a damn good job as GM. If that's the only trade you make is getting one of those contracts going, I think you can comfortably say you did enough of your job in San Jose to help the rebuild progress. Um, but no, let's no, move no, no. on to the next games. I just want to talk about the Penguins playing the St. Louis Blues. And oh my God, uh, I'm going to start with St. Louis. And or we'll actually I'll start with the start of the game. So first period, Pittsburgh worked St. Louis, like absolutely worked them. Uh, yeah, yeah, St. Louis will ooh, do that. Hey? It's man, super weird. Before like, the game, I was scared. Team, and it's, it's so strange. Like yep. they will just be like, yeah, we're just. They we're didn't just really do much. And Bennington was unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Didn't let one in. He yeah, was pretty gross. They had 15 shots in the first period. I think uh, St. Louis had six. Uh, just not a good first period. Pittsburgh all over him. Then the second period happened. Oh, oh. Pittsburgh played like ass in that second period. Not okay, not like ass, but like just not great. They were a step behind St. Louis the whole time. That Robert Tom, that Thomas Kairu Tarasenko mm-hmm. line. Damn, man. Fuck. Um. I stand by and some what I said on the deadline video about Tarasenko. He, if you are a GM that needs a top six, 20 goal plus scorer, and you haven't looked heavily into Tarasenko, you should be fired. Because if you yeah, don't see an elite player, you don't see, like, I, I can understand a trade, maybe like Doug Armstrong's being really like strict about what he wants, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah, I imagine he wants player. all of the cap gone, his priority. Um, I I think he's fantastic, Tarasenko. And honestly, I think St. Louis, I'm looking at it a different way, and St. Louis might be stupid to trade him. Um, I know he asked for a trade. He's playing good right now, though. He's playing a lot of minutes. Or not a lot, but enough. Um, why not keep him? You're primed to go for another cup run with this team, with this core. At least one more, I think, you'll see with St. Louis. Whether it's to the conference finals and they lose, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, They're going to go on a bit of a run. Because, like, beforehand, I was always on the St. Louis going nowhere, ain't going nowhere. And then a few weeks ago, I kind of flipped back. And yep. I feel like he might get traded. And just because I heard a rumor about him and the head coach not being Ooh, too, too good. But, yeah. like, I'm not seeing any of that on the ice, man. I'm, no, like, he's when I'm legit. Watching these games and seeing this team, like, I don't see no remnants of any bad blood. So, nope. when you don't see I don't see an like injured Senko. On the ice, then I think it doesn't matter. Who cares what's going on the off, 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 outside of the actual ice surface? When you're actually on the ice and this team looks like a team, do yeah, it. Absolutely. You know? Like, that's where I look at, like, St. Louis. Like, if like it's we so don't know where his mind's at. Can, Armstrong's just sitting there laughing now because he was like, well, you he guys waited. aren't paying for Sanko? Like, are you serious? I'm yeah. not just going to give you Sanko because of this cap hit. Like, I'm not that, like, that dumb. You know, desperate. No, no that absolutely. Desperate or something like that. So, like, now he can just sit there and laugh and, like, up his price. Yeah. Be like, two first-round picks. Fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, if you want him retained, <laughs> you, want? you want him 50% retained, not a hell of a deal. 
Good. Oh, yeah. Two first Second. round picks and a yeah. roster player to replace him depth wise. Yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly what you asked for. And watching him, I see the same Tarasenko I saw three, four years ago. I, I maybe better. Honestly, I wonder if he's better with how the game's going. Um, oh, why no. would he get hurt again, like super bad? If he, he if his shoulder was done properly enough, surgery wise and recovery wise. Based on yeah. how the league is with limited hitting, fighting, and all this such, why would he get hurt bad enough again where he's not a top threat on at minimum of power play and second line? Very bare minimum in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, he walked our defense twice, and they scored off of it because Latang he walked Dumoulin, our best defenseman, in our, like, defensive defenseman, I'm saying. Like, Come on. I, I don't know why mm-hmm. people are freaking on Sanko. I think he's great. This whole team is awesome. I tried to ISO cam that Scott Prunovich. And he's Oh, an, he made a dirty like pass he, off. Yeah, he's he's a really smart player. Terrible. He's a very smart player. That's nice. But I'm not gonna say he he's an NHL D man right now. But that's it currently. That's all you're asking for. It's his rookie year. Like, I'm not like gonna sit here and pretend he should be Eric Carlson um, at 23 years old. But yeah, he needs a little bit of work. He could definitely use some muscle um, a little bit more. He's pretty small though. Like he's five nine. He's 170 pounds. It'd be nice to see a little more size because some of those big checking forwards kind of strip him pretty easily. But other than that, I thought he was pretty good. This defense kind of shocks me, St. Louis, because on paper, I'm like, this doesn't work. And then I watch him play. I'm like, oh, it does work. <laughs> like, Krug and Falk playing together is, like, baffling to me. Having two offensive puck-moving guys just play so yeah, good together is, is weird. And then Pareko and uh, Nico Mikola uh, is the biggest defense pair, like, ever. Right, what a shot down line. Yeah, like, I don't hate that at all. I love Pareko. Like, it's a good team. Bennington was dominant all game. But, uh, no, love this team. This, like I said, I think they're poised for a cup run. Jumping over to Pittsburgh, though. Wow, Evan Rodriguez, man. I can't say enough good things about him right now. He looks terrifying for other teams out there. He is flying out there. Like, he's Mm -hmm. faster than everyone. See, it seemingly looks like he's faster than everyone, turning the right direction every time, picking the corner perfectly. Like it, he just can't really do wrong right now, and I wonder how it's gonna do when Malkin comes back. I'm a little nervous for him to come back slightly in a way, um, just to see how the chemistry shakes with the team. Um, but everyone on this Pittsburgh team, I. I love, I absolutely love everyone. Teddy Bluger blocked a shot with his face yesterday. <laughs> like, if, nice. if he is not a penguin for life, I will be thoroughly upset. I don't care mm-hmm. what you pay him. He is everything to our team right now that isn't, like, on the billboard of the team, right? Like, if we want to keep being competitive, Teddy Bluger is the most the best player on our team for that so i i yeah no doubt can't never him. can't like i i genuinely cannot stress enough 
how much I would never get rid of Teddy Bluger. I wish we had signed him on a longer deal at more money. <laughs> Crazy enough. So, um, our defense could use a little bit of work, and that's where I'm hoping Jordan's leaning towards with the trade. Um, <laughs> is maybe a D man. I I could I would be totally okay with getting a D man at some point. I don't know who I would take off is the issue. Ideally Matheson, but that's a lot of money. Uh, or Ruidal, but. Like I said, I don't know. But let's get into the problem of Pittsburgh really quick. And Tristan Jari is fantastic. But Casey Literally Smith ch- is... Change the goalie, you win the game. <laughs> change the goalie, we won the game. Literally what happened. We were awful. We come back. We come back. It's 2-1. We're like, yeah, we got momentum. We're coming back. Brian Rush scores. And then... Five seconds later, <laughs> Colton Pareko snipes one on him. The six foot five, six yeah. foot six D man snipes one on oh, DeSmith. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I was screaming at my TV, calling him a bum, all the bad things in the book. And I don't mean it just as a hockey player. Um, he, please, I'm begging you, Haran Hextall. Get a backup goalie, and we might be able to win. I will stand here until we get a backup goalie. We will not win another series until Jari is a proper backup goalie. I'm saying like, that was such a clear, like clear, yeah, like it's obvious like... now. He has not been good enough all year. He's had two games where I'm like. You were good enough to be a backup. <laughs> like, like it was a good goal. Like, it was a nice goal. It was a great shot. Screened and stuff. It was screened, but and stuff like that. Um, like, I didn't. You like can't deflate the, the team though. He's like, we're gonna fucking lose this game if I keep this goalie in. If I change the goalie, I bet we win. Yeah, it, and it actually happened. And it so worked. Like, yeah, he probably instantly went to Burke and Axi and was like, yeah. dude, like, oh, let's yeah. just get someone else. Like, obviously, like. I just like literally looked around and said, you know what? Let's see if I put Jari in if we just win this I, game. Honestly, <laughs> I will trade with San Jose today for Sachenko for him. <laughs> like the way he played, I would rather an inexperienced goalie than the Smith right now. Yeah, I'm I'd so disappointed. The possi- possibility the of being good. Of a good of a good game. It's like, oh man, yeah, let's use that. Like and I'm bring them in and be like, buddy, you played so good. I'm yeah, you. like get in there. I'm just so disappointed all the time when he's in. And for two games in a row, we played to Smith, and we couldn't trust him in either. And the one the games was against San Jose, where we scored eight <laughs> goals, and we almost lost. We almost lost the game where we scored eight fucking goals. Because the Smith was in that. Like, we change our goalie, and Jari doesn't let one in and robs them three times. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's just painful. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm envious of you, Jordan. I'm envious that you have two goalies. Like, you have both yeah, of your goalies you can 100% trust right now. Yep. Feels like, good. I, w- I would have given up a second for Vanacek. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, exactly. That's what's crazy about it. One of the dumbest it. moves I've ever seen. Yeah, so I I just had to say that. Um, now I got one more thing because I I feel like if I don't talk about it, people are gonna be pissed off and call me a biased Pens fan. Probably should talk about the elephant in the game, I guess the Pitt Crosby goal that people are saying is a goaltender interference, and then St. Louis challenging, and then Rodriguez scoring on the power play to get the lead. 
Um, the reason St. Louis lost that game is that challenge. Now, was it a penalty is what I bet a lot of people are asking. If you look at the rule book, it is not. Crosby was outside the blue paint completely. Bennington shoved his glove in front of Crosby while he was skating in front. Crosby bumped it, but it looked more like Bennington. He, you were, he was out of the crease. Like, that's the rules. He didn't disrupt Bennington while Bennington was in the crease, and he didn't hit him on purpose. It's not goalie interference. It was a good goal. Is that fair to say? Am I being – do you guys think I'm being biased based on the goal? No, I don't. Yeah, like it was it was a clean goal, frankly. I understand the frustration because it's that damn close. And look, if that happened on us, I would be pissed too. But it's that's just the rules. Like I don't know how else to say it. Like that it's in I read the rule book yesterday, the line that said and it said if you do not disrupt a goal, if you just Reptigoli in the crease, it is goaltender interference. Specifically says in the crease, in the blue paint. So it was a good goal. We took advantage of it. Doesn't discredit anything about St. Louis, but it was just a rough, rough night for them because of making that decision to challenge, right? So and it happens. Right? And it happens all the time. That's why they made the rule in the it if you challenge, it's a penalty. There's risk involved. And they knew the risks. Didn't go their way. Pittsburgh got the win. I'm as, I'm stoked. We got nine wins in a row. As soon as we get backup goalie, I'm all in on this team for the playoffs. All in. <laughs> so yeah, hey, I might have to go back to my early season predictions and put them back in the top ten. I think I'm yeah. ninth overall in the league. Like God yeah, damn. the way they're playing, man. Fucking, fucking getting great. Awesome. Absolutely. Got that Casper B- Bjorkvist. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I got his first goal the other night too in San Jose, which is dope. Um, And uh, while we're on Pittsburgh talk, we might as well talk about the trade that happened. And I'll give you my thoughts. Oh, do you have the bomb? Do you have like a bomb to? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'll make make the sound effect. (laughs) Okay, here you go. Uh, (laughs) An absolute bomb of a trade dropped from Pittsburgh and Chicago. (laughs) It's actually a super smart trade for. Um, yeah, it's an interesting trade. Uh, I got a couple different ways to look at it. Chicago trades Alex Nylander to the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Sam Lafferty. Um, who is better today? Sam Lafferty. Who has higher... <laughs> pres- <laughs> who like has higher... They made the move. They're like, oh, we need somebody to play right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's a center. Honestly, I've always looked at Sam Lafferty and said, why haven't you stuck in the lineup? And I, feel, I agree. Um, he will be an NHL player, Sam Lafferty. Uh, I don't know if he's more than a fourth liner or third line checking guy, but like, I think he will be an NHLer and an effective one at that. I think he's smart. I'd be playing him over that, uh, that Simon. Yeah. I'm not a, like, it seems like they play Simon more than him. And I don't know why. I'm not Simon, uh, uh, Simone, Simone. Yeah. Simone. Uh, um, Sorry. He's French. Simone, I, I think Lafferty's better than him too, but Simone is just one of those players. He's a Swiss Army knife that can kind yeah, of do anything, that, right? You know, he can score, little, might be able to score, be able to score a really nice goal. There's the odd time where he'll yeah. catch a D-man off guard because he's so quick and small. So I understand it, but 
Uh, move yeah. it to Alex. With guys like that, honest to me, guys like that, let them just be awesome. Yeah. And, uh, be an awesome AHL player, getting mad. An fun. amazing AHL player and such a good like, depth NHL player is what those yeah. guys are. Um, the reason we got rid of Lafferty makes sense. We could definitely use some wing help on our team scoring in the future. And this is kind of a... And, and um, Brian Boyle. You can now keep Brian yeah, Boyle. Yeah, we can keep Brian Boyle. I actually kind of want to keep him uh, and extend him this year as our sweet. 13th forward. I think he would Can't be say perfect. no to that smile. No, no. He's <laughs> awesome. He's heartbeat on the team. Um, but this trade is strictly high risk, high reward. I know exactly the thought process through it, and I actually kind of agree with it. I love Sam Lafferty, but you take the high-end skill over the sure fourth-liner sometimes, especially when you have Crosby and Malkin. If Alex Nylander is anything like his dad or brother, he's William's brother, by the way, um, and we've seen it. We've I thought this guy was going to be a legit player in the NHL. I'm pretty sure it was a sixth overall pick or something like that. He was eighth overall by Buffalo in 2016. Um, he's 23. He's never really gotten that great of a shake, but again, not that surprised. He's played 65 games for Chicago, 26 points, minus two. I think it's just the if he can play with Carter, Malkin, or um, C- Crosby in a year or two, and just find chemistry, we may have gotten an elite player for free. That's the thoughts process through it. Now, I say high reward. The risk is very high because this guy has not shown shit all in his career to prove he is, yeah. should be an yeah, NHL the, player. Exactly. Hey, it's scary. It's scary the potential. Hell, but you, it's the you potential. have the potential. You have a bunch of guys. And we didn't year. give up enough to be upset if he doesn't hit. So, yeah, exactly. Like you got the time. You yep. need. You may need some random guy to just pull up his pull up his pants in a couple of years when yep. you run into cap issues or you don't have a Crosby. Or Maybe a even next or year, like that, it could you know? be as simple as something like it, that. He comes in next year and fits with Jeff Carter, and yeah. they like, and he this, scores fifteen goals on the third line. Like that would be fantastic. See, like, is that what they're going for here? Is he, that'd be cool? Are they going for a third line? Spot. Like I wonder if what they do with him. If they if do, they, they can trade Zucker at top six, and they're gonna trade like a captain and Rust. a away because they actually believe in him in the next couple of years. Yep. But yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm interested. I like the move for Pittsburgh. It's a smart move. Like good teams should be always nat- doing these. Has no value or something like that. That's exactly what I was thinking. You, sh- I was thinking about that. What if a team? And not even just saying the Penguins, just any team that's good and they have the high-end talent. So I'm looking at Edmonton right now with uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl. I'm looking at, obviously, Pittsburgh with Crosby. You're looking at uh, Toronto with Matthews, like Colorado and McKinnon. These guys are top, top top-end centers going for broke on these high-risk, high-reward players because if only one of them hits – out of five years of doing it with your first round pick, second round pick that you have, then that's all you need. Another player to play with Nathan McKinnon and score 20 goals, that's a step closer to a cup, right? Um, It's always baffled me why teams didn't do this a little bit more. Now, I am going to miss Sam Lafferty a little bit. But at the end of the day... Yeah, Lafferty was a good penguin. Wasn't he he right-handed, dog? He was right-handed, I believe. 
Sad to see him go. Um, yeah. So yeah, he is he is right handed center. So that's the only downside of it. He's right handed, but take yeah, the high end hey, skills. Like, so really we'll... don't seem to. I guess yeah, you got Carter. For yeah, that we reason. got Carter for that reason. I think that's Literally. a big thing. Um, our plus our team like is constant. <laughs> we have so many centers, dude. Like it's not dude, even just, funny. <laughs> just to interrupt and go on a small tangent, I was doing the I was doing an NHL uh, franchise or whatever, and I did like the really dumb one where you like pick a bunch of random players, make create the team before. Oh, like fantasy uh, draft. You do the thing. Uh, no, like you just create the team and then just pick like random players on any team or whatever. And I just picked a bunch oh, of yeah, AHL yeah. guys. Yeah. Um. So I had a couple double up guys, traded a couple guys away or whatever when I picked Arizona as the team I was replacing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I ended up I traded. I got Jeff Carter. He's my he's my number one center. Nice. I got that. And he's just epic, man. Just yeah, points per so game. Good, <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeff Carter. So man. hilarious. It's like I I think I stole everybody on in the AHL so like i have like a lucas raymond and all these just nasty right guys. that's awesome <laughs> but, like, but like yeah it's funny he's just jeff carter is my number one center <laughs> like taylor radish and lucas raymond or just recreating or, the penguins <laughs> at the start of the season uh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i look like the penguins at the start of the <laughs> oh it's so good so good i love it um but yeah, using that trade talk, should we dive into our little segment we got planned for the deadline? Yeah, I'm excited. For I'm this. excited for this too. Uh, so our plan this week was we did a little bit of trade talk, and I I think people enjoyed the trade bait board. I hope you did because fuck, I worked so hard on that. I looked at <laughs> I looked at so many names and so many draft picks that like all I dream about is names and draft picks on cap friendly um so uh we kind of narrowed it down this time we each picked two teams uh buyers at the deadline and picked a couple trades for each so we're gonna go one by one with these teams uh list the team and three different types of trades we made and kind of review them and see what we think uh who wants to go first do you boys want to or do you want me to kick her off I do not want to go first. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Jordan, you go first. Chase, you can go second. I will close it off. So, um, pick... are we gonna do just one team, and then we'll do? Yeah, we'll do. Team? Yeah, we'll do one team, and then our second team after. Do all the trades. Word with your one team. up. So, Jordan, what team are you gonna talk about first? All right, my first team is Minnesota. All right, what so... do you have now? Uh, one, I do want to actually add because I forgot to bring this up. We also, these trades, we picked one team and we narrowed down one position. So these aren't all trades happening at once. These are, you can pick this for uh, the goaltender position, this guy or this guy, or a D-man for this, this, and this, right? So just clarification with that. So Jordan, continue with Minnesota. In my mind, Minnesota needs some center depth. Yep. So the first trade that I decided which is like the cheaper end trade in my mind is I've gone and gotten Chris Tierney at a 50% retain for a fifth round pick from San Jose that they have and their 2023 third round pick. I like that. Um, That makes a lot of sense with Tierney's contract being up, Ottawa needing to get something for him in my mind. I almost yeah, look at him and on. see. I I look at him. I'm like, I would honestly give up more for him, but I think that might go through. 
a third and you said a fifth, right? I like the Eric Stahl trade, right? Right. And I think that was a third and a fifth. The only well. downside of the, the comparing it to that is the age is the only thing. Yeah. Because he's 27, it might be more. And that's the only reason I'm looking at it. Like, it might be more. But with how Ottawa plays him, might be able to get only him for only a third and a fifth. Like, they yeah. only play him fourth line minutes. 50% retained is also why it might be a, a second instead of a third. But, yeah, I like the trade. I love him to Minnesota. That makes so much sense for the third line. Then they don't yeah, play Nico like, Sturm, hey? Like, this is, yeah. yeah On man, the third I line, I say. At the start of the year, like, can they just get this guy off that fucking Ottawa team? I don't even care if it goes to I don't care. Honestly, I don't care where team. he goes. I want him to play third line center for a playoff team. Because he can do anybody. that. Get him off that fucking team. He's useless. Like, he's doing nothing on your team. Like, you guys aren't using him. It makes no sense. Like, why do you keep him They're not using him right. They're not using like him it, right. It's so weird. Like, you know that was good enough to, like, play in a top six. Like, yep. especially on your team. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, at least third line. They've been playing fourth line. That's my biggest issue. But I love yeah. the trade. I love the idea. No, I no, love no, Tierney no. going. Uh, what's your second trade with Minnesota? This one is where we get a bit more pricey. Yeah. I have gone for Claude Giroux. Ooh, interesting. So interesting. at 50% retained, I have offered a first-round pick for this year, Victor Rask and Jordy Ben. Yep. I'd say that's pretty. They get a first out of it. Uh, Rask contract's up next year. What's Jordy Ben's contract looking like right now? Um, is it like I one million? One-year 900K. Oh, one-year 900K? Yeah, um, I like, I love it. I wonder if you don't trade Ben and keep him instead. Yeah. Because I wonder if that's just not needed. That's the only thing. Like, just in Minnesota's mind, I'm looking at, like, having a seventh D-man that is Jordy Ben sounds pretty nice in the playoffs. Um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. And Philly will bite on a first, I feel like. I feel like they got to, right? With Giroux, Chase? Yeah. Do you agree with it, that? If, if you give up yeah. a first, that they gotta say say they're look. I feel like they gotta be looking at trading him. And it's if there's mm-hmm. a bidding war, I feel like you could get a little more. But if there's yeah. no one else offering, which is a possibility, a first will get it done. I think. And Victor yeah. asked for cap. Yeah, cap give me reasons. the trade again, just so I'm sure I know what you're it's talking about. Claude Giroux at fifty percent retained. Mm-hmm. For Minnesota's 2022 first overall, first round pick, Victor Rask and Jordy Ben, which I guess Jordy Ben in this case could be changed to a pick maybe. Yeah, or nothing even if needed, um, depending. I believe they have money. They could just straight up just do that without any players in there. True, but it's nice to get the money out too. Yeah, but it's it- nice to have Victor Rask. He's been pretty. They really like him. He's been a helpful He's a guy. They know him. That's $4 million that like on your amazing. fourth line, though. That's where I'm looking at. Like, yeah, but I would use that $4 million, contract. But that's so why like you trade just... him for the deadline, get something else, is where my mind goes. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah but they'll probably sign him for this all next year. Buyouts, right? Yeah, he'll be a free agent next year. Yeah, they'll try, they'll even just sign him for like piss all is kind of what why I'm thinking. That, yeah, that, but that's, that's why I'm saying he'll be a free agent. Why don't you trade him away? Unlikely another team will sign him because you want to win the cup and you think he can think he can help you. I think four million dollars uh, is center. more valuable than Victor Rask in a trade. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, if they're it. making another trade to get some, that's else where my mind with goes. This trade, I'm okay with it. I if like you're it. trading your first for Giroux, 
and you know it's a one-year deal, like we said with Minnesota time and time again, they're good. They have cap space now. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Why not go for it? You're a good enough hockey team. You got a good enough goalie that if he gets hot, can go on a run. I love their decor, and if they can add to that with the $4 million, I would be ecstatic for this team. And their forward group, like Jordan said, you bring in Giroux as a depth center option or even just to play first-line wing with Kaprizov. Like, yeah. That that's I think that's way more valuable than Victor Rass on fourth line because you can always find another Victor Rass for the season. Is where my mind goes. That's at least where my mind goes. I understand what you're saying, Chase. You may not need <laughs> to do that if that's your only deal. Then, sure, I I don't see why not. Yeah. Why, why not keep the extra player if you're not gonna make an deal? But yeah, exactly. If you exactly. got something in but your you back pocket, if, if you got something middle. in your back pocket and you can add Victor Rass four million dollars, I think you do it. You risk losing him and not being able to sign him next year, even potentially, for that four million dollars to get a better player. Imagine they got Andrew Cop with that four million dollars, just like a name to throw out. Like mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. crazy. So, anyways, uh, little tangent off. But Jordan, do you want to go with your last trade? I really like Drew as a wild. Yeah, that would be interesting. This one's interesting as well. Um, so this one is with Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. I've gone <laughs> and I've asked for Brian Boyle Ooh, and Kathbury Kapanen. Oh, fuck. For Jordan Greenway and the 2022 first. Oh, I hate you because I love that deal. Yeah, because Greenway fits what Pittsburgh wants. Fuck, we can we easily get rid of Zucker for Greenway. Oh, yeah. Greenway is like a 10 times better Zucker and he's younger. He can play with Malkin. Oh my god, that's got Zucker going back home, buddy. No, just a, probably a separate deal. It would have to be, uh, but it just right. gives the free space because of the size of Greenway and the first. No we doubt, nev- we never get first round picks. Cool. What if we flip that first and our first for like Chikrin too? <laughs> I would love it. Okay, if yeah, I will say this. I agree. As a Penguins fan, I can't believe I'm agreeing to give him Kapanen because that's one of the few players I thought would be non touchables for me on the team but um i agree if we do something crazy with the first or we are officially going to re like trying to retool rebuild yeah no yeah. what actually now i'm thinking about it even if we didn't do a trade after greenway is not better than Kapanen, but we can keep rust if we keep get greenway so yeah, i wouldn't be signed for like ever hey yeah or I don't know if he's or, Greenway signed forever. I think he's on like a one or two year deal. Oops, that's Dallas. I will check really quick. Let's see what I he is making. He I thought he just signed a decent long deal. I could be wrong. Uh, where Probably is thinking about the X deal. Greenway. Oh, he's got, he's up next year. He's got two million dollars. So it would have to come with an extension for me. Yeah. Uh, Greenway extension. I would want long term at under five million dollars frankly or yeah, five no, um if if that came with it then i which i presume a capitan extension would have to come for them yeah because i think like his deal's up um i don't hate it by any means i genuinely don't um i'm looking at minnesota and i'm like i'm just trying to think is that worth it for minnesota is capitan worth it is the question as I, well as Boyle. As Boyle as a depth option. Absolutely. Like, he'll be great for the last line center. 
which I like how we were just talking about Boyle and how I don't really want to get rid of him and sign him back. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, that's so tough because Kapanen's high-end skill playing, again, playing with Kaprizov, like oh, the speed of that line with right, Hartman. Imagine Hartman, Kaprizov, and Kapanen. Your wingers are the Flash and Flash point two oh like you're right like oh i uh chase what do you think of the deal i'm a i'm it's not pretty posted. crazy it is pretty crazy. pretty crazy like that'd be like, ballsy uh, yeah no doubt no doubt that's a ballsy um, move on garen's part i would say i just don't think it would yeah i don't think you could do that i don't i wouldn't go I know there's other things involved, but just the swap for Kapanen for Greenway, I'd yeah, probably say no. Piece, right? Like yeah. I, I'm just as the GM and Minnesota, the way things are going. You also um, drafted him. It's really hard to trade a drafted yeah, player. I'd probably not. But he needs to get paid. He does need to get paid. Um, so does Kapanen, and if Kapanen's probably gonna be better. Like I, I, I trust me. I, I love the idea of this trade. And oh, yeah. I mean, if Jordan one Greenway of these guys, like a to a T, so yeah, if I think Greenway, Greenway works perfectly on Minnesota, I think he does too. Is his highest on that team. I don't yeah. know if uh, bringing in a new guy to try to, yeah, I that's feel like my you'll fear. Be Greenway, I think you'll be missing Greenway more than you'll be happy you have Kaepernick. And that's, I wonder if it's a lose, it could be a losing trade for both, which I mean, in most people's eyes, that's a good trade. If you if both teams lose or win, or both teams aren't happy either way, it's usually a good trade, right? It's an even trade. I just I think Kapanen fits better as a Penguin, maybe, and Greenway better as a Wild. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. high end, if they both did successful switching, this is a good trade in my eyes because Kapanen. We all know what Kapanen's high end is, and if he plays with Kaprizov and gets seventy points. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be so exciting. And, and you get him on an extension that's, like, under $6 million long-term. Minnesota's laughing. Like, and you can free up Fiala if you really want to after that. Like, it's an option. I would say it's an option, but Greenways, it's tough to trade a 24-year-old who's not had a bad, too bad of a streak in Minnesota. No, not at all. So... But I love and it. And he created that unreal second yeah, line. The wild card trade. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. You got to go with a wild card trade in there somehow. Yeah. I wanted so. to put one in, right? There's three trades here, so I yep. figured why not at least put one interesting one. Nope, that is that is very fair. Uh, Chase, I'm going to throw it over to you. What team are you going to talk about your trades with? Well, we are going to Smashville is where Smashville we are going. starting with. All right, yep, what do you yep. got for us? What position did you focus on with Nashville? I focused on a right winger. Nice. Because nice. everybody's got left-handed players in this world. So um, I am kicking it off. Where do I want to start? Jeez, oh, let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the Zona trade. Zona trade. Who do you think this is for? Come on, boys. You know <laughs> for. I think we know exactly who you're trading for. <laughs> Okay, Andrew cool. Ladd. <laughs> no, Louis. Oh, Eric. shit. <laughs> oh, Louis. First round pick. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, Phil Kessel. So Phil the Thrill is going to Smashville. That's a Yeah, that, uh, Phil the Thrill and Johan Larson. 
are the two guys in this trade going to Smashville. Absolutely no money retained because these guys have money <laughs> coming out their ass. And, there's, and, and they're up next year, so. And that also means they're cheap as borscht. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is probably going to come to a shock uh, for most people because I'm sure you can get more, but there would be a conditional pick in this. Uh, all all is getting back for giving up Kessel and Johan Larson is Rocco Grimaldi and a 2022 third round pick. An LA 22 and a 22 third round pick. Okay. Uh, condition would be like if they win the Stanley Cup, that would turn into like a first pick, or if they win two rounds, that turns into like a second pick or something like that. I think it would be. I think it'd have to be if they go to the conference final and Phil Castle plays fifty percent of their games in the playoffs, that they get a second. I feel like that's the high that's end cool. of Phil Castle, or like you do something <laughs> like a goal stipulation yeah. with Kessel. Like if Kessel hits seven goals in the playoffs, you have to pay up a second. Because he was yeah. effective, right? Like you could do something cool with the with that. Um, yeah, exactly. Like all I have down is if they win two rounds, it would, the third would change to a second. If that, I like that. I think that. I think that's all cup, you need to get. You get your first. Uh, you get a first round pick instead of a third. So that'd be cool. Yeah, it's it's not much. Just Kessel and Larson for Grimaldi and a conditional third. That, like I said, what right. the conditions were. Um, it's all full money. You're not retaining anything so zone is nice and happy they're not taking on so much money i think grimaldi's got a two million dollar contract get him out of the ahl playing in the nhl again yeah get him might as well it's not like he's gonna move the needle on you guys getting out of the last place arizona needs to pay one person at least too right so yeah 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 and they also probably like gonna be pretty close to the bottom of the cap if they Kind of right. Tr- uh, by the time they're done this uh, trade deadline, I guess it's kind of what I'm getting at. Not just yeah, after that the makes trade, sense. But... Absolutely. But yeah, no, cool. Simple yeah. trade. Simple, easy trade. Makes sense for a lot of teams. I mean, I have no idea where Phil Castle's going to go. I just, I have a feeling he's not going anywhere because it's, there's no options. Like, uh, we're really searching for options for Kessel to go somewhere. And yeah, and I, finally I can't found find a spot for him. And, I, I like this spot. I like him in Nashville. I and know what? Good. I looked at Nashville even, and I just looked at them and I, I just don't. You know, there's some teams where, like, I picture him in that jersey scoring a goal. I don't with Kessel because it's so hard for me not to picture him in just, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird player, right? Kessel's 34. Is he done done? Is he going to have one last Mm -hmm. run where he's decent? Yeah. Yeah, you got to think he was. He's on a really rough team, right? Like, that's the problem. But you got to think he'll find a good spot for himself in the next UFA market and kind of. Oh, I'm sure he will find, find a good somewhere home, for a cheap deal. Yeah, no, I think this is a super good spot for him. Uh, they have a lot of young guys, a lot of guys that are trying their best. But like, let's be serious. It'd help if they had uh, a more veteran winger out here, because like after sure. Forsberg, there it's just a bunch of kids and uh, Colton Sissons, right. and then you want to throw in Nick Cousins and Luke Coonan. Coonan's still still pretty pretty damn. Young, I don't so. I don't think they give Coonan up, honestly. I'm not I, talking they, about giving him up. I'm just saying like oh, the, the other like, guys surrounding this cast. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. It's They're it's Phil, it's Philip Forsberg and after that it's a bunch of kids. So like no, absolutely. you're you're a good team, you're going with the playoffs. Um you have a you have a very strong team. I think this is a, a good fit for them getting another right handed uh winger that can put some pucks in that, make some plays, actually. He's for more sure. of a playmaker turned into nowadays, but 
Yeah, no, that's my first trade there. So that's uh, Castle, Johan Larson, the old fourth line center. Kind of thought they could use an extra center or something like that. Yeah. For Grimaldi and a conditional third. Now let's hit up the Montreal Canadien. And I'm going to nab somebody that uh, I don't interested to see what you guys think about this. So I am taking Brendan Gallagher. Okay. Gallagher. Uh, to Nashville. Frederick Allard. And a 2022 second round pick. And there'd be like an added pick if he if they like won the cup or something like that. But yeah, Sorry, who Frederick is Allard. the Allard? Frederick yeah. Allard? Okay. Yeah, he's a D prospect, like a right handed D prospect or something like that. He's he's pretty decent. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. second second round pick. Twenty two second round pick and Frederick Allard for Brendan Gallagher. And like I said, maybe a throw a condition in there if he does certain things or if they go certain distances yeah. or whatever. Maybe make it a first or something. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Um, oh, just, uh, shit. Just the same sort of idea I was kind of thinking with Kessel. Like, it'd be nice to just have a, any sort of more veteran presence. I like how he plays. And I think his his dynamic can complement this complement this team because uh, a lot of these young guys and Tomasino, Tolvanen, uh, they're more offensive guys, even Kunin. Uh, so I think Gallagher would really kind of help balance this balance this team out. I really think they would. Um, uh, yeah. It's a big contract. Um, they do have money. It might get tight in the next couple of years once guys start coming off. I can I understand that, but um, I just I think this is a pretty good opportunity for Nashville if they're the way they're playing and stuff like that. I like the fire and all that sort of stuff, so I don't know. I, I've never really found a place for Gallagher. I, it's, that's a tough trade to make. Um, another five years on the deal. Yeah, it's 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 a tough trade to make, but I I think this is a team that can do it and that might do it. But yeah, how do you... I don't know, what do you guys yeah, think? Um, Gallagher for just like a basic... I don't know how... Fuck, I don't Allard's know. in a decent spot. He's not a terrible prospect. The, He'll definitely the only play downside the with Alar I have is he's 24, and that's... And I felt like Montreal needed somebody that can at least uh, step in play soon-ish. for them. Yeah, soon-ish. yeah, I get that too. And grow into a better player, and I think he can. I don't see like I want to. The the argument is like Gallagher today is worth more than just a lard in a second. But is his contract for the next so long worth? Yeah, like that's more, why I'm not giving right. Much. So like, I understand why. Six and a half mil for the next five years, like it's. And that's where happening. I'm kind of agreeing with you in the sense there, and getting the contract out, Montreal just gets it gone. That is a weird player for Montreal to trade for pennies on the dollar in a way, if you know what I mean. Um, it's still undervaluing Gallagher when he's there. What captain of the forwards at least, like. He's been there thick and thin. Habs fans love him to death. It's a tough one to swing for Habs fans to only get oh, a second. Oh, they wouldn't like it. They would hate it. Oh, they, they would not like it. And that's why I wonder if you lean in a different player direction, maybe. But I understand what you mean. Gallagher fits Nashville. Like, just mm-hmm. uh, hard playing 
Um, I think Gallagher fits so many teams in their top six, but Noah, I, I think you have to give up a first for Gallagher just for who he is. Honestly, like just because of the impact, I don't think Montreal trades him for less than a first. That's the only maybe. So maybe change the second to a first, and which is a yeah, lot. Not doing it. Which is a I'm lot. Not doing it then. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. Montreal. That's hard to trade away a player like that of personal I guess, impact. I guess maybe a next year's first, or like I could give you a. I'm not giving you this year's first. No, round, I get tell that. You that. Um, maybe or maybe maybe a second instead of a large, you give up a better prospect. Um, or add a another decent mm-hmm. one not necessarily like a mm-hmm. first round pick or anything but like if you i do have like a condition with the second and the lard being like maybe these toss the la third round pick if like right. they do whatever in the playoffs that year um but yeah maybe it has to be a condition that like they win the first round or something you get a first round pick or i like, think if you go to the conference finals you definitely yeah. give up a first at least maybe there's just a condition in there to meet in the middle. If you can make a trade, you might have to add in a little lo- a lower end prospect added to it. Uh, whoever you might like know who someone that they might be interested in is like a Luke Evan, uh, um, Evan Galista captain of the, he's a second right. round pick. He's captain of the London Knights. Instead of giving up a lard, giving up him and a, a second, like a fourth or something wouldn't hurt or a lard, Evan Lista yeah, and a second. Have you really ever heard of Nashville trading any other defensemen? Like, but no. first time I've heard of it was Ryan Ellis, though. So. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, and like so, Shea Weber. Seth Jones, Suter, oh, yeah, Suter walked, they, I they guess. They literally but... get too good to be on the team. That's yeah, what I, right. honestly. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't hate it. It's just like. Fuck, it's, it's really – it's hard to see Gallagher out of a Habs jersey and in any other jersey. Yeah, yeah. He, he just seems like a lifelong Hab, and – I feel you. Yeah. I definitely get that. That's just where my mind instantly goes, but I like the idea. Um, I like the player. That is type. all I got. That's all you got for Nashville. Well, yeah, those are good. Um, Very accurate. Just like obviously there's going to be some small tweaks. Um. I have an interesting one. I'm going to start with, let's start with the Leafs. Cause I think the Rangers are more interesting than the Leafs. Uh, can you guess which position I picked for the Leafs to upgrade? Oh uh, God. Goaltending probably. Uh, hey, no right hand <laughs> events um, is right where I'm looking at. Uh, so let's start with the lower end trade. This guy's technically a left-handed D man, but he can play the right side. And then, so I, whatever yeah, uh calvin dehan 50 percent retained in exchange for a third round pick and mikhail abramov um i honestly might lower the third to a fourth <laughs> uh, might be much but i was thinking just because he's 50 percent retained he's somewhat effective i don't know what would you value calvin dehan anything much he's on a one-year deal he's had experience yeah, Leafs like third round pick. I guess. I, I yeah, know. I think He's a third and underwhelming on that. Team, yeah, he so has right. Much. I have a couple different options. So you pick two of these three options. What I got: third round pick, twenty twenty two, fourth round pick, and Mikhail Abramov. Because Mikhail Abramov is like twenty four and twenty three, and just not what they think he is. People still think he's high. Touted, I just don't at all. I don't think he's gonna be an NHL player, and you sell him for anything. 
as a prospect. So um, that's my first one. Very simple, very basic, very realistic. Um, next one, I got Toronto going to Buffalo and snagging a bit of that Colin Miller at 50% retained. I think Colin Miller seems like a better Justin Hall. Um, yeah, I like that. Right? And I have them giving up Pierre Engvall and a second round pick in 2022. Um, you're probably going to have to maybe make like a haul trade later with another team just to get the cap out. But I, I figure Engvall, he's actually playing in the NHL a lot this year. He's been okay, I guess, if you want to say that. You got to get rid of that cap for the Leafs and a second round pick. If Buffalo can get a second for Miller and 50% retained and a roster player who has some upside, I think maybe you take that. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. ideal, wouldn't it? Uh, what do you guys think of that one more? That one's yeah, better. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one just seems to fit the Leafs a lot better. Um, moving on to mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. no uh, no okay. Yeah. So last my last trade here. This is my crazy swinging for the fences. So if it's bad, I understand why. <laughs> that's how. That's why it's very bold. I have Toronto calling the Minnesota Wild and calling about Matt Dumba and trading Alex Kerfoot, Justin Hall, a second round pick in 2022, and Semyon Der Argonchensov, SDA, who's a decent prospect, plays in the AHL. He gets a lot of points in the AHL. May have some NHL upside, but it's dwindling. Um, But Kerfoot... It may not seem like a lot, but Kerfoot is very good hockey player, and people just forget that because he makes three and a half million dollars on a str- uh, cap strap Leafs team, yeah. and he can fit in that second, third line center wing, whatever you need. PK, he just checks off a lot of boxes that coaches like. So I like throwing Kerfoot in, and then you also still get the cap space of Dumba in a way when Kerfoot's done at the end of the year. So yeah, I like that. you still get the three and a half at the end of the year. You have to deal with Justin Hall for another year, but if you really don't want him, you could throw in a third round pick instead. I just threw him in because he's on the board. An extra depth D man never heard a playoff team. So um, that's my bold one. And it's main, like I said, this is mainly to create space for another trade as well. So maybe you package the second 22 and your first for, a top D man prospect. Level. So you're saying you're getting Dumba. I'm saying the Leafs get Dumba. Um, That's pretty sweet. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see him on that team. Yeah, I wonder how he would do. Um, that right, it's, he'd, he'd excel. He'd excel <laughs> points wise, and I know that. And I, but he might get shit on defensively because he's probably playing with Jake Muzzin. Um, if that trade goes down, but he also might get eaten up by the fucking fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Will be. So super nice people, but I think, I think he's a good enough D man to help this decor for sure. If the Leafs can somehow turn Kerfoot into a top four right hand D man, I think you got to try as much as I think he's been great this year for the, excuse mm-hmm. me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He's been just so good for them, but I, sell high kind of thing you probably don't have the money to sign him back so get something useful for it in my eyes but that mm-hmm. is my last trade with the leafs so very two of them are very 
realistic and the other yeah, one is no. a, it's a bit of a reach but yeah you got really work. thinking thinking about that dumbbell leafs that would be so cool yeah that it would be, be so, interesting. i can just picture him on that team i can oh, too pretty so yeah I, I i like that one i wondered if you guys would like it so that's cool that you guys do uh shall we move on to our second teams yeah i got jordan Calgary. Ooh, bit of Calgary. What position are you upgrading there? Is it the position that we harp on every time we talk about Calgary? <laughs> so it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. This. Interesting. I think Calgary need a goal scorer. Ooh. They need another person who's going to put the puck in the net. So I went okay. with two wingers and then a center who can also play wing. Okay. Uh, to start with, I'm ringing up Arizona like everybody else, and I want Phil Castle. And you want, want Andrew Ladd. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, Andrew I was Ladd. wrong twice. Yeah. <laughs> Leading goal scorer, Andrew Ladd. I don't know if that's true, but I really hope it is. <laughs> I'm going to check that. I'm going to quickly gonna check be... that out while you're... Uh... Probably Kate Clayton Keller. <laughs> uh, I'm just talking goal scorer, like not, not point getter, goal scorer. Because Andrew Ladd, yeah, I seem to watch him score a lot. <laughs> probably. Five uh, goals. Yeah. I don't know. Five. <laughs> so I've called up for Castle, and I'm offering the 2022 second overall or second round pick from Florida that Calgary has. Yep. And Calgary's 2023 fourth round pick. So a second and a fourth for a Phil Castle. For Phil Castle, 50% retained. Um, Yeah. Maybe if there's a bid, if there isn't a bidding war, you could get him less. Um, if there's a bidding war, you'll get him for for a second. Yeah. I think is very fair. So high end value, I would say that's even. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you were right, by the way. Clayton mm. Keller is the Arizona's leading scorer, but Andrew Ladd, I'm pretty sure, is tied for second. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> Unless Louis... No, it's Keller at ten, Kraus at eight, oh, Kraus is eight at there. seven, okay. Ghost at six, and Damn. Mr. Andrew Ladd Andrew tied Ladd. with Philip Kessel. Yeah, Phil Kessel is five. That's still pretty good. That's awesome. Still pretty decent. Um, but anyways, yeah, Phil Kessel to Calgary. Five goals, one assist. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so so good. Um, so Phil so Kessel is a flame. Phil Kessel is a flame. Uh again. I'm just going to say the same thing I said with Chases, and it's very hard to trade for Phil Kessel because I just don't fucking know where to yeah. put him. I genuinely looked so hard. And you did. I don't look, mind those. Two I don't mind. If, if anywhere, really like that. if anywhere, I don't dis- I'm not disagreeing because they do need scoring help in a way. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a start. It's a start. I feel like I'm going to like your. Next to a lot more than this one since you led with <laughs> Castle. Yeah, I figured I'd lead with Castle. Yeah. Um. So the second one is I'm calling up Anaheim. At this point, I'm thinking this is more of a deadline deal if Anaheim aren't doing as well as they are currently. Because right now okay. I think they're second in their division. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so check they were. Yes, they But are. I'm calling up Anaheim and I'm asking for Ricard Raquel. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all over that. I, I offer that Florida pick, and I offer Calgary's 2023 third. I think he's so worth a first. A I think he's worth a first, honestly. 
with how yeah. Anaheim's playing and he's playing, I think you gotta throw a first instead if you yeah. want Raquel. He's on a great deal. You don't even have to retain, and if you do, then you're even laughing even more. Um, fuck yeah, I, I yeah, no, I know I'm where like, you're coming from. Guy tr- yeah, I had this guy in my uh, Calgary one in the off season exactly like Raquel yeah. would be just nasty on this team. Maybe perfect. I think, and he can play center. Um, I know he's not often plays center, but if in if they're in a bind, he can play center, which is nice. Um, but I do think they need that extra punch offense. I think I love Raquel as a flame itself. Go for it. I just I don't know. Anaheim's one of those teams that I just don't see them trading a lot of guys anymore. Yeah, because they're doing good right now. They're so good right now, and I just don't see them slowing. It's hard for me to see them slowing down. So that's so the that's only why reason why I, I said it. If that yeah, would be absolutely. More of if Calgary or if Anaheim slowed down, if they slip out of a playoff spot at the deadline and want to yeah. get something for Raquel, yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. But I think every team is calling about Raquel, so I oh, think God. it's a first. I think it's yeah, a first. No, that's fair. Because imagine the like a team capturing like the Leafs or the Lightning or whatever get him. He's only making three point seven. Like yeah, and that's before no, retaining. So I think he might get a lot. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's good. The value for Raquel, so I think I think a first definitely. It's good. weird. The worse they get, his value goes up right. <laughs> to me. But yeah. the better they keep going, the value goes down because they don't need him. Yeah, like that's that's the weirdest thing about Raquel. I've never seen a situation where the better the team plays, the less value you can get for a guy. <laughs> so, um, no, I think it's I love him to Calgary. That's what I yep. will say. Now, uh, talk. Tell me about this. Can I guess who this last player is? Because he kind of gave a hint. I, it's I, Thomas I, Hurdle, isn't it? It is Thomas <laughs> <Yeah>. Hurdle. <laughs> knew it. I fucking knew it. All right, so tell I, me your Thomas Hurdle trade. And I want Thomas Hurdle. And for Hurdle, I have offered Sean Monahan, Connor Mackey, and a second. Hell yeah! Oh, holy, yeah. this is the also beauty. on the condition. That I am able to re-sign Thomas Hurdle for at least somewhere between six and seven million for six years. Okay. Uh, Which I think now, is cheap. With Hurdle. the condition, like, are you saying like if you sign him, it turns in your second turns to a first? Or no, I'm just saying like uh, I wouldn't be getting Hurdle unless I'm for sure. Unless you he comes with an extension. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm extending him when I sign him, basically, or when I trade for him. I think you got to throw in a condition on that second uh, to, yeah. to turn to a first if uh, you make Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and I mean, with what I'm offering now, certainly I'd be happy to. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that one bit because Monaghan actually could do well with change of scenery and then being flipped again by San Jose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Connor Mackey is worth quite a lot. Yeah, he's a decent... Highly touted. Highly touted prospect. Uh I like it. I think just a condition on the second. And if if San Jose has somewhat of a loose plan to get rid of Monaghan for another high-end pick or prospect down the future and are interested in exploring that, then I'm totally game. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a downside from either side, frankly. Like we were saying earlier, I think Hurdle needs to be traded and you get assets. And I know... Monahan isn't a future asset, but he could turn into one pretty easily if you play him at the right. Play him in between Timo Meyer and 
and uh, maybe Eklund next year. Like, what if yeah, that's your top line? Not like, yeah, like he's he hasn't plateaued. I think, and San Jose is an offensive-minded team, and I think that's what Monahan needs to get back on track. So yeah. I'm the more and more I dive deep into this, the more and more I love this trade. Actually, like it makes yeah, sense yeah, no, for everyone's got it. They have to trade this Monahan. He's not doing enough. Um, he's playing fourth you line. He's going. Unless you believe he's second line center than Monahan. Yeah, and yeah, if you like, can push Backlund down to the third line again, you are a, you're a Stanley Cup contender with that forward yeah. group. That forward group is a Stanley Cup contender if Backlund's your third C. Yeah, like the way they're playing, do you waste? Do you take the chance on Monaghan bouncing back next year? Like, I think no. It's, if you can get Hurdle out of it, I don't pay up to get rid of that contract. And yep. that's just like we like we said in other podcasts was perfect. Having guys do terrible is just actually so good. Such a blessing in disguise. Like you just yeah, got this six million dollar contract. Uh, sorry, it's like basically almost seven million dollars. Yeah, six point eight something. But that's yeah, that's like we said, two retained top uh, players in this deadline is yeah. what you can get back. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got to happen. I like this uh, hurdle coming back. I wonder if they can retain that and then they could go for like a. A chariot or whatever. Yeah, if they, they did that, they him. would have to. They'd have to for sure give up the first. Um, well, they'd be without a condition picks for sure. That's yeah. yeah. Are they going all in? Is what Calgary? That's the question. Like we kind of brought this yeah. up last time. Like fuck, do you keep I mean, going or if you're Calgary? This is the best shot they've had for. Yeah, that's then. true. This is the best I've seen Calgary look in my entire life. Other exactly. than like, like vaguely, do I remember the Aginla, the early Aginla days where he was just the best player in the world? Like, I don't really remember them that much because I was so young. But this is one of the best Calgary teams I've seen, and this is a better Calgary team than when we saw them, like Gujo get like ninety nine points and stuff like yeah. that, that season. I, I think this seems better. So I'm not opposed to them going out. And Hurdle is not a guy that's like especially with the extension that you're talking about hurdles, not the guy that you're like, Oh, well, if we're going to go for it and we got one chance with hurdle, no, you could have five years of hurdle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And six yep. years with the contract that you said, that would be a very good years. So I don't, I, I really, it's hard for me to sign, find a downside for Calgary in this trade. I think hurdle will fit on any team. He's big, strong, center, good and score. <laughs> Everyone wants that. Mm-hmm in abundance yeah, exactly. so, so i love it i love that trade frankly um maybe you need to add a bit more that's the only it might sound a little too sweet for calgary so they may have to pay up a bit more for hurdle yeah. just especially yeah. with the extension um you know you get to keep him so it's kind of give up oh, full value right it'd be madness on that team man it would it'd be, be madness. so crazy would be madness having him and Kachuk either on separate lines or the same would be terrifying either or <laughs> so uh anyways that's your three trades with uh yeah, with calgary yeah there's Interesting. Calgary. cool i liked them um those were good as well drew uh chase it's your final team and your final trades ooh, ooh, ooh. okay well, i got boston the big bees um Trying to still screw around with some Jake DeBrusque trades here. Um, I was going to go a different direction, but I was like, ah, screw it. It's the first thing that needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, but so I went to Minnesota 
Oh, I like Jake. that. I like uh, Jake in Minnesota, actually. Sorry, I continue. I don't know about the trade I'm about to say. Okay. I'm really interested to see what you guys I like. I like this. it so far because that's a team I don't know why I never thought to just throw in the mix um, mm-hmm. with him. But continue. Yeah. Um, it's kind of doesn't make sense for Minnesota, but like the other trades we made with Minnesota, getting Mike Giroux, like they got money, they can, they can they do have, a lot. Freeing so, up cap space sometimes is the pre-move before the big move, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're freeing up that wee bit of cap space. It's just a couple mil. Kevin <coughs> Fiala, oh, Jake shit. DeBrusque, Zach Sanjinson, and a second round pick. Not this year's second oh. round pick. Okay. I guess it could be this year's second round pick. Next year's second round pick. I don't know. Second round pick, Zach Sanjinson, Jake DeBrusque for Kevin Fiala. I like it. I, I like the format. Is that enough? I don't know is if that's, that's quite Kevin enough. Fiala? I don't I, – I, if I'm Minnesota, I, I kind of want to, like, get one other player or prospect to just be, like – at least if someone like we have more shots of the dartboard to be NHLers, I think you got to look at yeah, that. Yeah, like, right? you take, a, but no one like, like I don't think Wagner like Wagner is like like is Chris Wagner or somebody that they'd want. Well, is it question, got a little bit of a higher clip? Like the question is with Minnesota, would you rather a NHL player or a prospect? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. So let's decide between the three of us. Um, you guys, I are say Zach perfect. I have Zach there because I think he can be a good depth guy for this. Yeah. For this period of time with these biotes, that's that's almost more useful. That's why I wonder if you get a prospect, I lean more towards a prospect because you can always trade away a prospect for someone that you really want. Mm -hmm. The Um, other idea was that like, this is a second round pick that they would most likely use to get Giroux or whoever, whatever other trade. Right. So it'd be DeBrusque helping them now filling in Fiala which probably would work all right. Senjansen may not help you at all right now, but he can help in the next three years possibly. Um, he, I don't know, I just feel like he could he could maybe work on that team, but whatever, that's just la da And the second round yeah. pick, like I said, damn, you can just flip that to help, help use that to flip it for something else. Maybe not use two first-round picks instead of giving up two first-round picks to go deep this year. You just use yeah. one first-round no, pick. No, who I kind of take in the trade with good. it. As uh, I'm just looking at some of their prospects and some of the guys in the AHL of Boston, uh, I look at a Jakob Lauko to oh, be added. Him. I love him too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it because I think like that's the thing in my eyes is Boston. I'm not. That's too much value. I like that Laku. So, but yeah, see, I, feel I, like I think you gotta done, get. I, that's Senshin's not worth enough. Senshin is a freebie in this deal. You could get yeah, him for future considerations, so I discount him from the deal. But it's a yeah, player. in a sense, he's not. Yeah, he's not worth. Really he's not moving the needle. A, he's not he's moving the needle at all. He's the throw in. No. Uh, if that's the case, then you got to throw in like a Jack Akin. Um, if you don't want to give up, uh, Lau mm-hmm. Lauko, who's also yeah, a good like we're prospect. talking about the Bruins here. They got way too many random. Know what though? I wonder. I wonder if the Bruins cool do man. it. Yeah, I wonder if they do it because they need to go for it. Yeah, they just need to move on from. They need to move on from DeBrusque. And if you can upgrade with Fiala, even if you're paying up with prospects, those prospects won't be effective to the Bruins when they are NHLers. Right? Like, there's very few of their prospects that will probably be in the NHL making noise when they're good. 
Like, well, this team is still good unless they just hit a miracle player and go on a run for, again, riding someone else. Like, there's a low chance, right? So I think you take Fiala if you can. I think that's a good deal. But you yeah. know what, though? I think you add Lauco in it or Akan, stuff like that, if there's an extension with Fiala long-term. That's what you add it with. I think that's what makes it more comfortable for Boston. If you add right. a six, seven year deal under has to be under six and a half million, probably for Fiala, right? Six million. Yeah, I, six million, yeah, six years, six, six million, seven years. The way years. he's playing this year, I'd I could almost give him five, five and a half, give him a high five. I'm sure you yeah. can give him six, I, I, though. He'll want I, six. I, he'll want so. six at least. I think you compromise at six for six years, seven years, and then you add a prospect. I, I like it because I like DeBrusque. To me, Kaprizov's that type of player. He's one of the first wingers I've seen in a very long time that can play with anyone and turn them a good player into a superstar. We've seen it with Patrick Kane, who's done it. Like, look what he did for Panarin. Um, I know <laughs> Panarin is a star in itself now, but, like, he really jump-started him. Um, there's a couple other guys I'm sure you can I'm throw so in sad that they left. Like, that just kills me that those guys yeah, don't play together. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, I think, yeah, I like it. I like it for both teams because both teams got to go for it. Minnesota's just never seemed to like Fiala. I don't know what it is. Doesn't seem to work for them. Oh, they just love him when he's getting so many points. When he's but scoring, when he's not, but when he's like, not, he's the worst. He's ineffective for them. He, yeah, apparently he's just the worst. So, and yeah, by that logic, really you're um, speaking of which, I can't believe we brought this up yet. But Dean Evanson signed an extension with the Wild that was just quietly brought out recently. I found out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should bring that up for I think another three or four years extension. Um, he's gonna be there a long time. If Fiala's in his doghouse now, and with how strong-headed Fiala can be is what the word is, I don't think it's going to work. So I think it's a very good trade for everyone involved. Boston needs to hit a flyer with one of these te- one of these trades. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyways, continue. You can go with the next trade. Okay, basically, I'm literally giving up the exact same shit. Jacob <laughs> Rusk, Zach Senjansen, and a second-round pick. Um, that is my trade and that is my deal. Uh, I'm going to Columbus this time and I want Yak Roslovic and a uh, half retained Max Domi. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, so yeah, same shit. Hmm. DeBrus, Benjamin, uh, this year or next year's second round pick would probably be this year's second round pick because I feel like, yeah, maybe not. I don't even know if you need kinda. that high of a pick. I know, hey, I was, I think a third. Like, Jesus, this. If like, I think, I think Fiala, if you're throwing a second with you Fiala, yeah, I for think. A second, but I don't know. It's y- it's a lot. Again, I feel like they're going to want another prospect from the Bruins for that. Or, sorry, from the other way. If Bruins are given that, I feel like the Bruins are going to want another player. Yeah, hey. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if Bruins get second, a D-man but... for that. Like a Kukin or someone like a depth guy. Honestly, I should have brought up first. Do you think they could do DeBrusque for Rosslevic? Absolutely. I would do that. You want, if I'm you Columbus, do I do that in a heartbeat. I don't do that if I'm Boston. Yeah, okay, that's what that's what I'm wondering. I'm um now if you add Domi to it, I'm I'm more interested in Debrus. I honestly wonder Debrus Sension for fifty percent Domi and 
Ross a little bit. Ross hey, a little bit. I know, hey. I think, I think DeBrusque. You know what my you issue? You add a conditional pick that, like, if we win a couple rounds, then you do get a third or something? You know what I wonder instead? If you trade DeBrusque for someone else and you use picks to get Domi and Roslevic. Because those guys help your middle six. <laughs> but you need a guy who can change the tide on your second line for DeBrusque. And I think there's enough trade offers out there that you can win a trade with DeBrusque in it. At least get the better player, right? Yeah, and like Columbus is technically doing something that's not dumb, you know? Like you're getting younger players. Yeah, I think they would prefer a pick than DeBrusque. Yeah, no, I I feel you on that. I'm not like a second ascension and a Columbus would be a fourth, maybe instead. Um, a second and third incension for those guys. I, I don't know. I think like maybe... I, like Columbus would one hundred percent do this deal. That's for yeah, sure. for uh, sure. If, if Columbus... you offered them Debrusque and a second round pick, whether it was next year or not, um, for Roslovic and a half retained Domi, I think Columbus one thousand percent takes it. So you know what you away. do as Boston? I think that I think you instead of doing what we're saying, we're kind of saying split up the trades. Uh, put them all in one basket and get a real player and get Patrick Lining. Throw in DeBrusque, throw in a yeah. first, throw in Stanika if you have to, and get Patrick Lining. If, if I don't you, want Lining on this Boston team. <laughs> if you if they're going all out, I would prefer it. I, I would consider yeah, it with who their coach is. Um, I trust their coach enough to get the best out of Patrick Lining. And imagine if you just have to throw them together with Bergeron and Marchant for a little bit. Let let Pass to play with Hall um, until Lion is settled. And then you have two mm-hmm. lines of players who can score 40 goals in Lion and Pasta. Bergeron and Marchant is two of the best players we've seen in this generation. Uh, Taylor Hall, one of a very talented second liner. Coyle can be your second line center if you got Lion. If you got a talent like him. So that's where I lean. Uh, maybe you go all out or. Yeah, I was even thinking about throwing like a Hala in here just because yeah, Hala I, hasn't been. You know what though? What, I, they, what they need. And when you have Roslovic and Domi, when you, you say really Roslovic, not at all need Hala. Yeah, you know? when you say Roslovic, I picture him a Bruin. That's a name I when, can see when in I a say Bruin Roslovic, jersey. I'm like, buddy, play with Taylor Hall. Yeah. Like, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I just think if your initial trade might be a little much from Boston's end, actually. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah, so, yeah, no. Um, I can and trading, it's also hard as a Bruins fan to justify trading Jake DeBrus and not getting a defined, definitive upgrade, right? Exactly. After the trade. That's really hard to stomach with where Boston is. So. That's where my mind goes. I don't, Jordan. I don't yeah. know if you feel any different or the same. No, I'm in. What the are your thoughts? Mode, right, like if you're Boston, you you're in win now mode because your yeah. good players are so old. Yeah, right. And that's just that's just it. I think they just need to go for it, and they can risk everything because they got nothing to lose. Because if they don't go for it, I think they're fucked anyways. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and in this deal, like I'm getting two guys that can possibly work with Hull, like. Yeah, no absolutely. However, hey, you get Roslovic, you got Domi, you See, got I Hall, love... you got Coyle. If you guys can't figure out that second line, then what do you? What I do agree. You do, right? I I like those players going in. 
but like I said, I feel if you're going to trade DeBrusque, it depends what you get better value for, DeBrusque or a second mm-hmm. and a third. Um, if you can get better value yeah, from DeBrusque, you trade that second and for third for Ross Levick. And exactly. Hey. I think there's something there just changing DeBrusque to a pick. Yeah. Because Columbus would prefer a pick than a sure thing now, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, hey, like maybe this takes like a, sort of a three-way-ish trade. Yeah, ma- or, yeah like absolutely. Said, Ma- maybe DeBrus so goes to – Maybe DeBrus goes exactly to like a Colorado to or wherever. Edmonton. Right? Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, like whoever, and they throw in a pick to give to yeah, Columbus. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I like all, all the names involved just in a different configuration. Yeah, of it's trade. just how it actually – How you out work it out I think is a different way. Yeah, so I got Boston throwing Nebraska and Sanjansen for a Fiala or trying to get Roslovic or Domi. So yeah. that's my. I'd, put, I'd take the Fiala. If you're offering me a trade of either of them, I take Fiala before I take for Nebraska before I take Domi and yeah. Roslick. So, but you might be able to do both those moves separately and just right. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. but anyways, what is your final trade with the Boston Bruins? That's all I got. I just had. Two oh, you just had two for the Bruins. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, they were a hard team to trade with, anyways, because they need to kind of, like we said, go all out, and we were nitpicking that trade for. Yeah, and like you got to pass this DeBrusque thing. So the, like, the, yeah, that's your number like, one focus I'd like to, to make, move. Hey, like, a real trade with like a hurdle or something like that, or do something cool right. like that. But it's like something you got to get fun. over this DeBrusque thing first, or you're trading DeBrusque for one of these crazy things. Like, which I, was I don't hate. Go defense. Yeah, and throw Chikrin in this, and yeah. try to make that that work. But I looked at a couple Chikrin deals, but uh, I got some news on him later. What Arizona came out and said, but I'll close off mine with uh, the New York Rangers. Now, I did a couple. This last trade I'm going to talk about it needs work, but I feel there's something there. So you nitpick all the way for it, okay? Uh, this first one, I'm going to kind of piggyback a little bit off Jordan's. One of Jordan's names. And I got New York Rangers calling the Philadelphia Flyers about Claude Giroux. 50% retained. I think that's perfect for the Rangers because if you don't like Ryan Strom at center this week, good. You got Giroux. If you don't like Giroux at center this week, good. You got Ryan Strom. Like it's a perfect kind of no shit, man. bounce off and a power play with Panarin, Giroux as your wings. I like. And then you can put Zabenejad as your buffer, as your sniper in the middle there. So I like that better. Um, but anyways, uh, get along with the trade, Rylan. Um, I got Giroux 50% retained for a first in 2022 and a third in 2022. Um, may not need that third. Depends how many people call about Giroux if Philly wants to get rid of him. Pretty basic trade, though, just giving up your first round pick for a veteran p- captain. How many points has he gotten? Hell yeah. He'd right. be awesome in that. It'd be weird. Like that's a, It'd be like, weird. Metro deal, but. but luckily, the thing is, I don't think the Rangers could re-sign him. So that's what makes Philly easier to stomach. It's one year of Giroux being in their division. Yeah, and a year you're shit. Like, and, and a year that you're bad, exactly. So that's where I kind of went. Um, Moving on to the next trade. This one... It's kind of an interesting one. I I don't know if there's even anything here, but I didn't want to pick one of the a whole bunch of names off my trade bait board, so I really looked for other names. Um, I'm calling the Ottawa Senators and getting a guy with term 
actually. And I want Connor Brown from them, who is making $3.6 million for this year and next, which I think the Rangers would oh, love. Buddy. It's great... Everybody would just cry for that I know. guy. Oh, he rem- he, know who he he'd kinda... go for some stuff, eh? Yeah. Um, to start, and again, I, I don't know. Do you need more because the extra year? Maybe. I gave up two second-round picks this year, uh, St. Louis and New York, second-round pick this year. That's the start of it. That seems pretty fair to me because he's kind of a fringe second liner, really good third line winger, but like he's a playoff beneficiary, right? He's a good F1. He can score decent. Like this is a guy the Leafs didn't want to get rid of. And and also something I've heard Walmart is that we've noticed over the last several couple years is the actual prices on people at the deadline mm-hmm. like you're a certain type of player sorry we're not giving up a first round pick and that's this guy. and that's two seconds. and that's where we're i'm like with connor first, brown you know? like like yeah, devin taze you're super yeah. good but you're not a first round pick good so we'll give you two seconds you know like, and the only reason I think he would get a first Ottawa is because he has term on a great contract for next year. Exactly. That's the only exactly. reason why I look at two seconds, I'm like, that might not be quite enough, but it's close. Yeah, Connor Brown didn't even cross my mind. I would have given up half of my team on Boston to yeah. get him on there. <laughs> yeah, hey. Trade like, him for Nebraska right now. <laughs> I think Connor Brown could, for uh, Boston that you bring that up, could be what they thought Felina would be. Um, oh, he'd be perfect on that team, hey? Wow, so, and I think the that. Rangers... Like, they'll never leave, it seems, though. But, yeah, uh, it's, we'll I don't see. know. We'll see. Uh, but the Rangers losing Sammy Blay was a big hit to their third line. So I really like Brown playing third line. Having a power guy on each of your three lines is very, very good for a team, right? Yeah. Well, so, the Rangers don't need that. They don't really need a punch on scoring. Like they really don't. No, they He's don't exactly. Third line guy. That's they good, say right? they want it Get though. Goudreau. Yeah. See, and that's where I'm looking at Connor Brown. I can see is a better um, Barclay Goudreau. See, I don't like that they want that guy that that extra scorer because like throw Capo and Laffy in that spot. Like I you know. guys aren't gonna win the cup. Don't pretend like you're gonna win the cup. It'd be cool. Like you I'm not saying you can't do it, but like you know they got enough pieces in the right spots, but I, I see put so many more teams I put above them. Like I put Pittsburgh and Washington ahead of them right away in their own division. I put Carolina. I put three teams in their own division higher than them to make in the cup final. So but yeah it's just Connor Brown seemed like a very sensible pick, and he's got term. I I want I wanted to key on a guy with term. Uh, now this next one is Rangers going absolutely all out for this year and next, pretty much. Um, I like I said, I don't know if there. I think there's something here, but I think I don't have the right stuff. But you can nitpick all you want for me. So I have the Rangers calling the Montreal Canadiens. And I have them getting Ben Chirot. And this is also cheating because I picked a forward, but I'm also Ben Chirot and Jonathan Drouin. And I trade, yeah, a big trade. But I trade their first in 2022 and Vitaly Kratsov. Now, Holy I should say that again. What? Jesus Christ. Jonathan Drouin, <laughs> Ben Chirot, 
for a first in 2022 and Vasily Kratsov. I there might have to be a little bit more added, but that's just the base of a trade I got. And it's a big one. Um Jonathan Druin has term on his deal as well. So that's why I looked at him and he's having a really good season actually. Um and they say they want scoring help, so I fucking gave him scoring help. Um five and a half for two for this year and next. You get Ben Sherratt, who is just a big, strong defenseman on your back end. They need help on the left side. It kind of fills all the boxes they want to fix, and it gives away what they're comfortable trading. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> I know it's kind of ballsy. It's madness. I, like it. I, like it. I think it's a bit too little. And that's why I think, too. I, I think it might be a bit, because I'm thinking Sherratt for the first, straight up. And then yeah, Kratsov and Kratsov and maybe a third, maybe a second. Do you have to throw in? Because you have two. You got a second for St. Louis and, and your own. You you can afford to give up one. It would essentially be like trading Bushnevich for um a you could make the trade with like adding, but like Bushnevich for Druin and Sammy Blay is what you could look at it a different way. If you added the second with it, that is, right? So, I don't know. That's just madness, hey? Got that cr- so, who's the Rangers are giving up Kravstoff? Kravstoff and a first. And a first for Druin and Sherrod. Yeah. Now, like I said, like Jordan said, that might be too little. It might have thrown a second or a third, which maybe you do. Or a prospect, like wherever direction you want to go. Yeah, maybe you take like a a Foley, maybe a roster a player. Um, yeah, you could take Tofoli over Drew. Yeah, I thought mm. about that, but I put him on my list, that's a t- so I didn't want to put him. So I just wanted to be outside yeah. the box. Yeah, no, I like I like the idea of it because this team can just go absolutely nuts on they this. Could. So um, they would probably have to add yeah. a tiniest bit of cap in some way in another trade, it's- but probably the best way to go when it comes to trading crafts off instead of right. making some mediocre one for one swap or right. taking a chance on a one for one you go swap. for two I'm years at the cup that. right with yeah. drew and or if like you said you mentioned to foley and i i like throwing to foley in instead but yeah just because he's right-handed i think they yeah. can use the extra right-handed guy that's that's totally fair that's totally um, fair but, to throw in. Um, I just, I just looked at Druin. What's cap like? Can you keep Druin? You can't keep Druin, can you? Well, he's on the next or year. He's got the year. You'd have to throw in other cap to make it work. Like you'd have to probably trade Georgiev eventually. No, um, like I think they could. I think uh, Ryan Strom. They could take it, again. but next year I don't it's think they can afford year. Strom. They couldn't afford Strom if they did it. But no, no, I, they wouldn't. But I think Druin's better than Strom. Or to fall. Druin would be on a one year would only have one year deal left, so like they could even make a move. Yeah, they could. Uh, they could move him simple. again like, if they wanted a, to. Yeah. They're literally just in this trade, they're trying to get Druin just or they're getting Druin um, because draft stuff's not working out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um no, there's there's a like lot it. like and there's Nemeth too. You trade Nemeth because two two and a half million is a lot to have. Um Obviously, the goaltender, like I mentioned, Georgiev's making two and a half million. He's an RFA this year. You could trade his rights and get a 
let Kincaid be your backup. He's good enough. Um, or just get a new backup. Like there's a lot of cap options to make it work and keep yeah, the same exactly. team for two years. It would be a lot of kerfuckling around. Plus, I think a lot of cap comes not a lot of cap, but one point five comes off of dead cap next year, which is nice off of Lundquist. And then the year after that, they get like another three million dollars ish. Just over three million dollars yeah, from Shattenkirk. Oh yeah, and there's two with Tony D'Angelo um, and Tony D'Angelo three. and Dan Girardi. So it's three and a half mil. So, um, like in two years, they'll have a little mm-hmm. bit more cap space to work with, like four and a half in total if they haven't spent it. So, so no, I think they can make it work. It was just something interesting to try and throw out. Go all in. Use Kratsov in an all in deal to win. Now, if you really want him gone, get a real legit player. Is what my mind went. Or two, in this case. Oh, yeah, man. But, anyways, that's our kind of trade deadline um, options board, I guess. I don't know. We'll find a better name for it. Preview. However you want to look at it. We just narrowed down a couple teams. Uh, We talked about next, either next podcast or the following one. We'll decide that later. We're going to do the same thing, but with selling teams. And pick three or two teams each that sell. And, I mean do the same thing but the opposite pretty self-explanatory uh should we get into some news in the nhl rifle some stuff off and we can we can react to it let's start in montreal because i just finished making that big trade so it's a good segue they have interviews set up for their new gm position with danny briere roberto luongo and uh sean darsh so those are some options what are your guys's? I know we've kind of heard those names. Do you guys have any thoughts on the interviews? Any preferences who you'd like? I know how much you love Luongo, Jordan. Yeah, I, I was interested by that. I also heard that the Canucks have their GM spot open too. So yeah, they, maybe they're talking Luongo in, a, in a front office business. I, I think it's seeming more likely if two teams are yeah. interviewing him right um right. a name i'm leaning in the most i want montreal to get danny Briere. i think danny Briere should get a uh, shake at a gm job he is a gm in the east coast league right now i believe and I, at least he started off in the east coast i don't know if he's still there but he is doing awesome work there and learning the job from the basement and growing right so I, I just like him to get a fair shake. And when you have Jeff Gorton as the president, I think you could teach Briere a lot as Jeff Gorton did. Well, yeah, I can fully agree with that. Um, uh, there, if there's one guy, like I'm not really too into what's all going on here, yeah. but yeah, if there's one guy, it's definitely Briere. So I like, like Luongo. Montre- Luongo is interesting, but like I, Briere seems to be the front runner. He was the first name, one of the first names thrown out, uh, after the Patrick Waugh stuff, which isn't going to happen, I hope, um, for Montreal's sake. Where but did uh, Chris Drury go? Chris Drury is a Rangers GM. Oh, he replaced? He replaced Gordon. Gordon. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was trying to think if Briere was part of that mix of no. random dudes that uh, was with like Drury and those guys in that organization for a no, bit. No, he but... wasn't. I don't believe so. Um, okay. I, I know okay. he was okay. doing work in the East Coast. I would have to look into. Yeah, next podcast where he is yeah, currently the one guy I'd really like to see there i'd be intrigued like past that, to give him a try i don't know it just I, makes sense to go with a new guy when you got jeff gorton as your president like you obviously wanted to get a president that knows what he's doing 
So you might as well get a young GM, see if you can hit on a gem of a GM, right? Yeah, and we're in like a mixy sort of area, so it's probably it's they need a guy who's francophone. And it's a good time to bring in a new guy instead of yeah. Like, Plus, Vancouver, I don't think you bring in a new guy. You need somebody who's yeah. You like, need, they brought in Rutherford for, for a reason. A reason. Like, they need some experience, and they need to make sure they don't screw they, up the next yeah. couple of years here. Like, they need to, really need to. Yeah, they they're in a different situation. Montreal can full blow up and rebuild, and if it doesn't go well, ah, well, we were supposed yeah, to be like bad anyways, sort of right? You know? Vancouver sucks, is like, kind of done the rebuild, looking to get good, so. No, I like I like it. Um, just a couple of names. I'm sure we'll get clarification by on the GM at before the deadline. I would imagine. I think that's a fair timeline to maybe say who their front runner is, or at least who they're going to sign soon. But uh, do you guys have anything on Montreal before I move off of them? No. Nah. Nope. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Edmonton Oilers. I know we talked about them last week asking if they are a bad team and we came out and said no, they are not a bad team. They are just on a cold streak and shit happens. But then shit hit the fan and Koskinen and um, Tippett started talking and it went downhill. Shall we talk about what Koskinen and Tippett basically said to each other? Um, Dave Tippett came out saying that basically throwing Miko Koskin under the bus saying if we could get a damn save not in these exact words so I'm paraphrasing um, we would, I don't know maybe, if it was he basically no. he said something saying that they could use a save more here and there um, Koskinen kind of fired back a little saying I can't score goals now this whole thing was kind of blown out of proportion <laughs> I will like to start by saying that. Yeah, because at the start, like from from what I noticed with Dave Tippett, it was media, it was media time, and yes. he just knew that they were going to ask that question about that terrible goal that he let in or whatever, yes. and yep. went out of his. He was referencing so the he goal. Was, he was he he didn't he just said what you wanted to hear. Yeah, like we classically hear that because these guys are so sick. Like honestly, I'm really starting to think about getting into this media and being those guys that ask those questions because I'm fucking sick of this shit. Yeah. Like I don't want to piss this fucking guy off. Like what are you guys doing? You guys suck at your job. If you're like <laughs> the coaches are coming into the media thing and they're just ready to just blow up. Like they're frustrated yeah. already. You know, like yep. this guy's gonna ask this question and Tip it was just like, yeah, it was a fucking brutal goal. So bad, terrible. Yeah, goal. shit. And like, you're gonna yeah, like you, you want, can say that about Vasilevsky. Say every time somebody makes a mistake is just go out yeah. and do a press conference and be like, this guy made just a terrible mistake. Like yeah, no, fucking no shit, eh? Like wow. Like, and it to doesn't piggy, help anything. And yeah, I, I, I love what said back. Love what Koskinen said back. Like, and and it's it. also with what Koskinen said. He It was translated from Finnish. That's very key. Like he did say, I can't score goals, obviously. But he also said like that like it wasn't him just shitting back on Tippett and saying like, oh, I'm going to only defend myself. Like he was just saying. He's just like, man. Bad I'm not go- I'm not doing good. Yeah, like, yeah clearly I need to be better. Like that's, we, that's the team sure. needs to be better too, frankly. Yeah, like, yeah it's, exactly. It's not all on the goalie. Saying, I can't score goals. Yes, <laughs> and that's exactly what I meant. Like, I it know was... I have to be better, but I can't score goals. And then for Mike sure. Smith scored a goal for him. Yeah, so it was just yeah. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that all over Twitter. Like, oh, but the other goalie can. It's like that's <laughs> such a that's such a like. Somebody tweet uh, 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 that where it was like. Miko Koskinen, 
I can't score. And then it's like, and Mike, then Smith. Mike Smith. And it's just like a video. I score. <laughs> yeah. I I saw that. I got a really good chuckle of it because it's funny. It is funny. But like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that is it's such a troll thing to do on a guy who's just not having a good time right now. Like, oh, no fuck. Um, yeah, no shit. And it's so out of context, just throwing that in there in a way. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah one goalie out of how many goalies in history scored and he happens to be the other goalie. Like... Okay. Um, yeah, it was kind of blown out of proportion. Do Edmonton need a goalie? Have we talked about this too much? Yes. But chill. A lot of people are in protocol. They didn't have McDavid last game. Um, and I'm having a tough time with Edmonton in finding a way to put some ownership on Leon and Connor without shitting there's, on them because i don't want to say they've been bad because they haven't been they've been fantastic um like they're they gotta figure out they make mistakes when those guys don't show lot. up like that's the thing like like yeah, offensively they got, like, two points per game for the first like 20 games guys that's what they did they got two points per game for the first 20 games yeah. and now they're not doing that they're getting a point every second game like nuge brian mcleod anybody else that is you have to play hockey that's your time to play hockey you guys did not step up this whole time the last 10 games that's why you guys are two eight and like one or something dumb like that or two eight and two. yeah like, offensively just... i the other team needs to pick up the slack however the amount of times i've seen leon and mcdavid strip from the puck in their own end in the corner is too much for your top centers mm. in a way i don't want to sit here and be like they're terrible defensively and that's why they suck like don't misconstrued what i'm saying and radio me here but that needs to get tighter they need to get tighter defensively a little bit they cheat a little too much at times and they get a lot of points for it and that's awesome and like that's how you're gonna win i understand that but if you do want to win i think this is what torts was trying to say like a little more help defensively he goes the extreme with it i just want them to be stronger on their stick in their own corner sometimes or not get ragdolled in the corner when they don't look shoulder check. Like it's just small stuff like that that I'd like to see because it's the yeah, same. Yeah, seems slightly it's, disinterested in the defense. It, a little you bit, know? and it's just we shit on the same thing over and over with Edmonton. Can we? I understand what McDavid and Drysdale have done for them is carry them to where they go, but it could help if they focus more on the defensive end. Crosby could score 140 points in his prime too, but he yeah, didn't man, hey. because he prioritized defense because yeah. you have just to. Just be a little more sound. Just a little team. more. Just a little more, like, turn the defensive, like, effort up a little bit from everyone. You will see changes so fast. See, like, is so that fast. what happened? Like they started losing guys and then they changed the system. Like, Hey, we got to be a little bit more defensive and that was the wrong move. And they just didn't Probably. score after that. That is that what's been going on? It could be part of it. Not great decision after not great decision and not great play after not great play. And it just... I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. I think yeah, that hey. they stopped scoring. So they panicked and they overcommitted to offense and then their defense takes a hit and they wonder why our goalie sucks. Well, your goalie isn't, a playoff winning number one goalie to start with. So you can't expect that from him. 
Two, mm -hmm. when you're not scoring and then you leave them out to dry because you're trying too hard to score, yeah. you're, you're going to struggle to win. When you're scoring win. one goal on the other team and yourself. Yeah, then, <laughs> this isn't... Like, and then he lets in a goal, yeah, you lost the game. <laughs> not to completely like shit on another sport, but this isn't basketball and you can't win with one guy in a game here and there. Like McDavid can nope. win... Like, nope, how, you can't. Like, Jordan, you're, the ba you're more the basketball guy here. Can you list a couple teams that are carried by one guy and actually get to playoffs? There's a couple, isn't there? Uh, For the most part, carried. LeBron James. Yep, that's yeah, exactly no. it. LeBron, how many how many championships has he won because he was there? Strictly him there. I mean, he at least half. Two is, yeah, <laughs> half of right. his right. Like hockey isn't that he carried the heat. He, he carried the heat one of the years, LA. the last year, yeah. Like he carried LA recently. Like it's just Gilbert hockey. Arenas carrying the Washington Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Like there's <laughs> a couple like 10, 20 years back. It's like I just, just a couple <laughs> there's a couple teams where like it's 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 not as much as a team game there. Hockey is way different. Uh, McDavid doesn't Harden, play sixty James minutes. Harden is who you're thinking about. James yeah. Harden is who you're thinking about because he was like the Rockets forever, and he had like no one else. He had like For nine sure. million points all the time. Um, yeah, he outscored like never... his. He outscored their way out, even though he's the worst defender. Yeah, he had like history. double the amount of points um, of everyone else. Damian Lillard, I think, is another one that yeah, that's really had that's true. Team. He has been carried that. But they've kind of like worked a system around that, so it's a little. But it's just yeah, yeah like but that's just the point I'm trying to make. Like but McDavid and Drysaddle, big difference. One player makes a big difference big in difference. basketball. It doesn't in hockey. The most minutes McDavid plays and should be playing is 25 ish, right? That and that's even a, like a lot. A that's lot. a lot, exactly. Like for a center, 23. It should be yeah. If somebody that that's. Good. Ideally, you want your number one center to play 20 to 22 minutes, like Chase said. Uh, maybe 23 upwards if you need, if you don't yeah. have the depth. But Extra like, power play time. Yeah, abs absolutely. It's going to adjust when, the way it does. You can't play playing, ten, <laughs> playing Playing more minutes in the OT than there is minutes in the OT. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's that's just, that's just what they need to realize, I think, that it's not just them. They need to all chip in defensively and play as a team, and you'll see the wins come back. The goals will yeah. come. They always do for talented players. Yeah. Always. And when you have two of the best players, if not the two best players in the NHL, mm -hmm. they'll come sooner than later. So I yeah. I think Definitely you need to... Definitely disappointed in the depth here. Yeah. Very disappointed. Through this stretch, that's sad that you guys are just... Like, this is why... Uh, another reason why, like, these guys aren't at a Stanley Cup point yet because like you get injuries you get some guys out and like you just got nothing like you yeah. got absolutely nothing hey yeah. like this was a terrible trend so yeah your depth needs to like i said they need to step up when these guys aren't doing their two points per game thing like step up create your own shit you know absolutely get your own thing going you know it's it's got to happen uh you gotta yeah i think it's like we said it's been up down left right they yeah. tried to go left and then they went right and then they tried to go down and went, yeah, just yeah. It's it'll sort itself out. You gotta simplify the game. And as yep. as like um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not naive to say I'm stereotypical. There we go. Boy, I'm losing it today. Um, as stereotypical as it is to say it'll like play safe, play simple, get pucks deep, blah, 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 all that bullshit that they always say in interviews. 
it's true. <laughs> it's there's a reason they're stereotypical hockey answers because if you do all those little things proper, you win the game. If you focus like unless bounces don't go you're your in way. The game. Yeah, you're in the, game. in the game. Yeah, you you are for sure. for sure in it to the end. Which Sometimes bounces don't go your way. Last game, so that was nice. Yeah, they played really good against the Leafs yesterday. I I will mm-hmm. defend them there. They didn't have McDavid either. Like, um, yeah. so I think they played very good. Evan Bouchard is very good. I really like him. He's like, playing a little bit better than I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to. Hey, like, yeah, he I is. Thought it'd be a little bit sketchier, but he's not. He's pretty good, man. He I like him. He's 23 I, minutes that game. Holy yeah. Shit, oh, yeah. He plays oh. a lot of minutes. Um, They don't have Dar- – I, did they have Darnell Nurse last night? I think they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay, did. I yeah, think it was the game before they were missing. Started. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I, I was switching between that and the Pens game, so I was mainly focusing on the Pens game. But, no, it, it's – With your rock-hard wiener? Or like- yeah, on God. <laughs> like, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dead serious, like I was so happy. I was grinning ear to ear when Crosby scored that goal. Like middle fingers up to the Blues, just sitting there, like yes. I was so happy. I was so happy. Anytime Pittsburgh's winning, it's it always puts a smile on my face. But no, um, with Edmonton, yeah, I, there's a lot of stuff to like here. Time will come. I think they just need to be patient, play smart. So. Uh, I do and, believe they they need that D man. They should definitely. They do. They do. Could uh, not like a big move. I don't think it needs to be a big move unless you want to really go all out for a chicken right now or in the off season. But I think they, this year before they the already deadline, came yeah. out and said they don't want to pay for chicken. Exactly. Like it's which it I agree. So if I'm being well, how if we're done on Edmonton, I'm gonna use that yeah. perfect segue into Chikrin as the Coyotes have came out and commented on Chikrin that they've been getting lots of calls from him, unsurprisingly, as right. Uh yeah. now do you know what they ask for though? Oh yeah. Eichel size yeah. hall is their words. They want yeah. an Eichel size trade for Chikrin. I don't disagree with them. I think they should ask that and maybe more than what Eichel got. Especially because the fact that like the He's a what D-man was supposed to get or what the value was. Yeah, like was what, not what was the happening. So, like, asked, the actual like, trade that happened with Eichel. Like, yeah, it's actually it was pretty underwhelming. Call. Um, if they could get more than that, I think it's a good thing for Arizona as well. I think it's a fair trade if you get what Eichel got. If you take carbon copy of what they gave to Eichel and gave it I to Arizona for Chikrin, I, I don't think it's that that bad. Genuinely. I think it's too much. I would not want Krebs in there. I'd give you a touch in that first round pick. You'd have to give up. Be able to do but, Krebs, yeah, maybe not Krebs, but it would be the prospect right below. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe like, a random. No, a random not a random. Like, it would be below, I think, like tier two. Like if yeah. Krebs is tier one, let's say. Um, you're taking a uh, tier two prospect after that from a deal. So so it is phone call here, guys. So I might have to jump a little bit early this podcast. Okay, it sounds good. Okay, That's we're, good. we're gonna close out soon, anyways. But uh, we'll catch you later, Jordan. Alrighty, peace, guys. Peace. Um, but yeah, just on Chikrin to close out quick. I think you need that's too good of a contract for a top four number one potential D man, twenty three years old. They're so yeah, hard to come by. So hard yeah. to come by. Just I know it. Scenario. I know it hurts. I know it hurts to bite the bullet on someone like that, and 
you're gonna look at that for a cup for a year two three years and be like was it worth it but i think in the end you're gonna be like yes we got s- how many years uh chikrin being a top pair guy for us and we we're a playoff team if that's what you get then i think you win the trade yeah no uh, doubt no right doubt. so um moving on to i just got two more things to sit uh to bring up so if you want to add on feel free Tuka Rask signs a PTO with the AHL Providence Bruins. Basically, it's just the formality to signing a contract in the middle of the season. He's going to be a Bruin soon, and I think we saw this coming. Like I, More and more as the Bruin season was kind of dwindling away a little bit. Like I know they're still in the hunt, still in the playoffs, but like it's close. It, they go on a bad run of games. It's not looking good. It seemed more likely that this would happen, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, this was bound to happen at some point. We all knew it was going to happen. He was practicing with the team and stuff like that. Um, Just to add to the Boston sort of random free agent signings and bring up Krejci, I do hear there is a guy that that really likes the idea and still believes that Krejci is possibly coming back. So maybe if If his family, it's cool that somebody thinks that this is actually still a possibility because I've heard very little amount of people. I don't uh, think about this, so. yeah I don't I don't necessarily side with that I, I know where he's coming from but the reason it wasn't like Krejci's leaving like I just I don't it wasn't like this reason it was family reason and until that's resolved and right. he wanted to teach his kids and his kids grew up where he did because they don't know Czech so that's what mm-hmm. he wants right maybe yeah, exactly. the time comes he makes a one-year deal comes back and goes for a playoff run I don't know if he wants to do that though I genuinely don't. He seems yeah, I, like he I, I seems really, very content to just be with his family in Czech Republic. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, like, absolutely. That actually has hope for him coming back. So that's, it's that'd interesting. Be pretty sweet. Man. It's interesting. And it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Like if if this starts sparking out more, we'll be the first to tell you. Um, yeah. Like yeah, we're cause... all over it. Just I'm like not a, sure, like, how does this work with their goaltending? Like, Swayman can go down. Swayman, yeah, Swayman is not waiver is eligible. Not That's waiver why they eligible. traded uh, Vladar. Yeah, Vladar, yeah. yeah, Vladar wasn't waiver eligible, or else they would have kept all three. So, yeah. um, no, it's it'll work. It'll all work. And know what Ras can do? We don't know the contract. Uh, he could sign a two way deal if necessary. Yeah, and it could to be make it work. 50k, and they could yep. still trade for like actual players. Yeah, so and that's and that's what's going to probably happen. I think it's 750k. He's going to take the cheap deal and try and help this team win. He doesn't need mm-hmm. money. He's been paid very well his career. Yeah, um, I've heard uh, Allmark's name thrown around a bit. I wonder if that trade? is the direction they go. Um, fuck, would that be hard to do that? If I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you do that. I'd almost trade Swayman before just because, like, how long is Rask going to stick around? Is this it? I like, honestly don't. After this year, or like, why are you trading you know? a goalie is my question. Like, why are people talking about trading goalies is my question. That's the position exactly. that they need okay. help in. You don't give up on those positions. Well, it's the All position Mark... in question for the next few years. So, like, you keep for sure. you can, you know. Like, and, I, and, I and fully agree, but. Swayman is a young guy who looks like he is primed to take how it much? at some point. I think Swayman yeah. is primed to be a starting goalie at some point. I don't know if it's next year, if it's in yeah, and four years. Bank on it you can't bank year, on right? it. But because you have Allmark, I think you can with that tandem. Allmark is struggling, but he played good in Buffalo. 
Yeah, exactly. He's good hockey player. He's just not oh, gelled he's actually, yet. He's a yeah, great he's goalie. Been playing, he's been playing pretty good recently. So yeah, it's starting to starting to go a little bit. But yeah, it's so, just weird. sometimes like, you don't gel just, with your team right away. Is this was Rass doing this for like the one year, or like is probably he actually trying to figure out if he can keep playing for another couple of years? Like I think this, this year will a, be a test to that. He's, he's the right? wrench in the system that uh, might like is like he going to create a bad situation for Boston, or is Boston going to be smart enough to just say, "Well, we'll sign you if we." If they let Chara walk, walk, they let Chara walk. I think if they if Boston's having a very good season and battling for top three in the Atlantic this year, I don't think they sign Rask because they have no need for Rask. I think they have need for him this year. And I, I, and this is also like I said, I, I think it's gonna be a test for Ras to see if he's healthy enough to be an NHL player still. And mm-hmm. if Boston doesn't sign him, he still wants to be an NHL player. A lot of other teams would gladly take a Rask. I would love Rask as a backup goalie for Pittsburgh. That would be the best scenario. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's t- tons of options. I think it's a wait and see how they do this year. If they blow up the team, they still want to be competitive. If Right, but mm-hmm. I don't give mm-hmm. up on on either of those goalies they currently have. Yeah, hey, yeah, there's too much upside in both. right now, you know. And you just there's a current assume that Rask ain't sticking around. Like, yeah, I and think that's the idea you go with. That's I think that's the best bet. So we'll see. Like I said, from when they signed Allmark, like they're gonna trade this guy at some point. Allmark, yeah, at some point. Yeah, they just need somebody right they're now. They're just waiting for Swayman. Foreseeable. Yeah, yeah exactly. like if Swayman, like I said, it, it, he could be an NHL goalie next year, starting goalie, or he could be an NHL starting goalie in five years. Like, there's no timeline. Like, I mean, there's realistically, there's a chance he doesn't become one at all. Um, I think he's good enough to become one for sure at some point. It's just. Mm-hmm. When? when when so and no that's, that's what we ask about the bruins a lot lately is when so uh that's all the nhl news i got for you i got a little uh olympic news if you're interested before i close this podcast off sure uh, uh do you gotta want to do that future watch thing let's save it for oh. next podcast just so jordan can be in it too okay. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll wanted... hit you with a with a past watch because all right, technically you're going to be listening to this if um, after these games are all done. But the games today, holy shit, man! Minnesota, uh, Boston playing today, Flames and Lightning playing today, uh, Penguins. I guess Flyers ain't much, but uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Panthers and Stars, Jets and Avalanche. Like, oh boy, Some Rangers big games Knights. Tonight. Holy shit, Wings Ducks. It's a big, big game tonight. Exciting day of hockey. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Yeah, best best part is tonight is uh, I got the house to myself tonight. So all I'm gonna be doing is watching some pucks. So it's great. I'm so pumped for it. Um, Cannot wait for this for tonight's games. We'll talk probably about. I will definitely be talking about the Penguins game at least next podcast. So, Uh, but to close out the podcast with some final bit of news, some. Light at the end of the tunnel, I guess you can say, for Team Canada at the Olympics, as they have finally announced one player to the team, Owen Power, is going to put represent Team Canada at the Olympics. Um, and... Have you ever have you noticed that like 
I don't know if he does it on purpose, but it seems like it. Is it does he always he have avo- just fl- flying in his, yeah, in his eyes all the time? Seems he, like it. Hey. I don't know. Maybe to <laughs> give himself a disadvantage because he's better than everyone. But, <laughs> he's um, just like, yeah, I don't really want to see it. He's like, okay, yeah, left eye. I'm I'm better me. if I'm better if I hair. sense the puck rather than seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> my but touch yeah, is so good eyes. that I don't need <laughs> vision. Just always dangling. Yeah, I know. Hey, Man, he's got some. He's got a nice set of lettuce. There, his hair is fucking. <laughs> oh. Love that bucket of lettuce. I love it. I'm so happy. But yeah, he's gonna represent Team Canada at the Olympics. And I'm hearing there's some other World Junior guys. Uh, specifically, Mason McTavish might be going as well. Um, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was possible because he's played in NHL games. So I didn't think that was allowed so uh it's the ahl they're trying to figure out the ahl right now yeah trying to figure out if they're gonna let those guys go so i don't see why not i mean you might as well it's let so some dumb. players it's so dumb that this is happening the way it is. yeah i know i agree like, hopefully we'll get a world cup of hockey this year or next but year I, can or under- something. Uh, I started to understand why they're the nhl is not going a lot i understand I, it i just if, don't like it <laughs> it's that yeah, simple if right I counted correctly if i counted correctly there are 73 games in total postponed wow and as of wow that's, that's as of january 4th um, now also there's like a another lot 13 games that are postponed in the next little bit like a lot of them were probably rescheduled and hoped to play or something like that, but like Jesus. Oh, it also doesn't help with why a lot were rescheduled for a lot of dumb fucking reasons. Like Canada games are strictly rescheduled just because we're locking down and yeah. they'll lose money. Like I know they're gonna lose a lot of money, and I understand it's a business. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I don't care, just play the games. Like who gives a fuck about money? And there's don't need money. Yeah, because shit. I don't do. like that at all. Real quick, I'm so mad that people are want to push through this and just have half of the team missing every every game. Like why is that there? No, that a, everything. No, everything needs to change. But that's a whole different podcast, and if we start that, we're not gonna stop. So it's a good idea. Probably just close it out now. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I just wanted to say that because it's, it's yeah, no, weird. I, like, why would you? Why do we want everybody to get COVID and just keep it fucking like? You just, I'm sick of missing one player at least. Two yeah, players. I'm. That's pissing me off. Constantly. That's like, pissing I, me off. This I protocol stuff. The last two, three weeks, I didn't need to watch because what does it matter? Half the fucking team weren't wasn't playing. The fact that McDavid like, I wasn't. I'm just, I'm just watching these games to see if this certain player is doing good and stuff like that. Like you're seeing certain guys and how they're playing, and like, that's all you get out of these games. Yeah, the fact that like, McDavid wasn't game, playing last night playing. is a failure of the NHL, and it wasn't because of injury. Is a failure from the NHL standpoint. Like it's there's no which ways about it. You have to figure out a better system for this where nobody's missing, and you can still do things safely. It's it's. You gotta come up with a new game plan. You have to. It's come. Yeah, teams, and you gotta force the players. Teams. Like if the players are the ones that don't want this stuff to happen and have it like that or whatever, but like just make it happen because like they need to loosen up if protocols. If the players are pushing it to push through, then like this ain't working, boys, because we're missing somebody every game, and it's they need to they but, need to loosen up some protocols. They're being way too sharp on certain ones. Like I'm not saying like just forget everything ever happens, but they need to adjust it. To what works now and that's just the reality of it if you want to make money still as the nhl does and you want the season to go on you have to change those or else it's not going to work 
or you're mm-hmm. gonna have a fucked up season where Edmonton misses the playoffs because McDavid wasn't allowed to play in 25 games because of protocol, right? That's not okay. So, but anyways, yeah, exactly. uh, sorry to end off on kind of a sour note. Hopefully things get better. Uh, hope you guys had a good week. Go follow us on our social medias. On- Dude, I got to give you something else. We're exactly <laughs> too negative at the end. buddy. Too ne- that, okay, give me a positive uh, thing. I saw that Zuccarello. Uh, so they have like a Zuccarello all-star game or something in uh, St. Petersburg, SKA or whatever. Okay, um, yeah. Former like buddy or player that he played with, Patrick Thorison. He did like a Matt Zuccarello parody. I don't oh, know yeah? if you've seen this. I, I want to say you showed me, or I heard about this from somebody. But, okay, so he goes on to the ice. I shared it on Twitter, so check it out on at the Coach on Ice. Uh, he, <laughs> Patrick Thorson puts on, like, a wig. He's got super long hair coming out the bucket, and he, like, taped, like, two sticks together. He, like, cut a stick down <laughs> and taped it to the other one. <laughs> so he's just got, like, a retardedly massive stick. Like, it's just dumb fucking long. And he just goes out there and plays for, like, 10 minutes, takes the face off, and he's just ripping around, poking at guys with the, the sticks, like, probably, like, seven, eight feet long. Like, oh, yeah. man. The, oh, that's hilarious. The shit, man. Like, the funniest shit. Like, I'm bro, looking through it. From just uh, somebody who uh, posted a picture of Matt Zuccarello meeting Forsberg when yeah. he was mini, and it's just super hilarious. That's right? funny. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, some, some guy comments, he's like, no, no, nothing beats the Zuccarello <laughs> content. And, <laughs> holy shit, you gotta watch that video. It's uh, unreal. Got that I'll... eight foot long stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, going into the corners is the best day. He's just so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, check, I'll, I'll check it out. We'll make sure, I'll make sure to retweet it again on our Twitter. <laughs> So go check it out oh, if you uh, check out the Zuccarello no, parody as I will too. <laughs> that's that's so funny. We'll all check it out. So, but anyways, let's close out this podcast. Go follow us on our social media, as the aforementioned Twitter, Instagram at the Couch on Ice. Follow our YouTube page. We're gonna have videos coming at some point. Just trying to get settled in the new year. But for now, we'll catch you next week's podcast. Have a good one, guys. Peace.